me invite uh, uh, Brian uh, to flight the agenda uh, for this meeting. Yes. <clears throat> My apologies, is the Secretary for Defense. Um, she wanted uh, to know what uh, our expectation on item uh, number five. I've told him that it's, um, it's a committee uh, report arising from the uh, budget vote uh, uh, discussion that would be considering and adopting for a submission to parliament. So they have no specific role. Um, all right, colleagues, so these are the items uh, for uh, uh, today. Let me welcome all of you and, um, and declare the meeting open. But before I could uh, confirm that, Brian, do we have the quorum? Yes. Brian? Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Are we correct? Not yet. Not yet. You're saying not yet? Not yet, sir. Morning, sir. Yes, sir. I have just admitted we, we now. We, we, we now have a quorum. That's correct, sir. Oh, it's Mr. Mafanya that was dropping us uh, off the quorum. I believe so. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all, sir. <laughs> I think you had bad dreams, eh? Thank you. Uh, good morning, Mr. Mafanya. <clears throat> Colleagues, uh, let's, let's start. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much and welcome, sir. Thanks. Um, we, we will start with the briefing uh, on the military police uh, mandate capacity, uh, staffing and resources, achievements and challenges, including uh, the caseload. It is the first time that we are uh, <coughs> considering uh, this uh, item ever. Uh, we thought we needed to understand uh, their uh, mandate and role um, within the, uh, the environment of the South African uh, Defense Force. We know that they're playing an important role, but it's the first time that we <coughs> are uh, taking a briefing on uh, this matter so that um, we uh, look at issues through their 
uh, eyes. And then <clears throat> the next item is a briefing uh, on the uh, adjutant uh, general. Again, uh, we're looking at uh, uh, briefing by sorry briefing by the adjutant uh, general. We're looking at their mandate capacity achievements, uh, challenges, uh, including uh, cases submitted, uh, conviction and uh, conviction rate and so on. And then item number five, as I said, SECDEF uh, uh, is our own report that uh, <clears throat> would be uh, considering and adopting for submission uh, to parliament. And then item number six, we deal with the minutes and then we close the meeting. Essentially, we need the department, uh, uh, the presence of the department for item number three and four. And the site therefore has indicated that um, she would like to withdraw from the platform because um, she needed to join the minister in, in Cape Town um, at someone's time. Uh, uh, the minister and the department, they are taking a delivery of them, uh, the inshore patrol uh, vessels uh, or vessel. I'm not too sure if it's one or more than one. Uh, so that is happening uh, today. And the minister has also uh, apologized to say that uh, he too is uh, she will start at cabinet at half past eight and then quickly um, uh, move to someone's town. Um, uh, so I'm reporting these two apologies, one from the minister who is not going to be at the meeting because of cabinet and, uh, and, and the someone's town uh, event, and the SECDEF who is with us, but has asked to withdraw at uh, 11. I also heard that the DM is attending, the Deputy Minister is attending a cabinet uh, subcommittee uh, meeting uh, this morning that is taking place at the same time as, as this meeting. So he too will not be in the meeting. Are there any apologies, uh, Brian? That is correct, Chair. Uh, we have an apology uh, from General uh, Wolomisa. Uh, we also have an apology from Ingo Sitebekulu, who is attending the PC on uh, public service. Those are all the apologies, Chair. I also received an apology, received an apology from Mr. Dr. Basopi. Uh, for some reason, uh, he uh, sent it to a wrong uh, group. Um, I'd asked him to send it to um, our uh, uh, group, the portfolio committee on defense uh, uh, chat group. So his daughter is graduating uh, this morning. So he had, to, he had them to uh, <clears throat> do the family, the parental, um, perform the parental responsibility. He's taking her daughter to the graduation ceremony or rather accompanying her. So, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Mara. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Um, just, just, a, just a comment from mine. Uh, I think what is happening this morning in in Simonstown is, is is quite important, and uh, I think it's historical that it's the first time in many many years that we received a uh, a, a new um, navy vessel, 
Uh, and yes, it's only one because uh, the next one is next year and the third one is a year after that. Uh, it's actually a pity, uh, not that we might have attended it, but uh, we, know we, haven't, we haven't even received an invitation to attend uh, that. Um, and I mean, we fight every day and every week for, for more budgets for them. Uh, but when it comes to things like this, then, uh, then it seems like, you know, we're not even on the inviting list, invitation list. So uh, somehow we must just communicate this. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it is just my sentiments and it is, it is, it's actually a pity. So thank you. Yes, the, I'm sure the, the secretary would want to comment uh, on that. She called me yesterday um, uh, to uh, inform me about uh, this uh, event. And um, she had thought we had received an invite. And I told her that, no, we had not received a, an invite. Um, she apologized profusely because uh, she thought for an event like this, uh, <clears throat> it would have been, you know, a good gesture to have invited uh, the committee to attend uh, this event. You are right that we have been on their back uh, as a portfolio committee, on their back and to um, get to the stage. And we're excited about it, that we're now taking the first delivery of the uh, inshore patrol vessels. And um, a good, um, now it's going to improve the capability of the Navy insofar as, um, you know, uh, uh, protecting uh, our seashore, our sea. All right, but uh, I did receive the invite. Uh, it's, 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 it's about at 12, uh, 11, 12, and so it's not possible that we can attend it because um, of this meeting that is taking place. It was late, though. Uh, we couldn't do anything about it. All right, but the sector for when the time is right, we'll simply com we'll comment on it. All right, colleagues, I will just finish the, 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 the apologies. I think uh, let's note those apologies. Are there any other apologies, colleagues? Okay. There being none, um, no further apologies. Uh, let's then, uh, without wasting much time, invite the, the briefing. On the, on the two uh, items. I'll ask the department to do uh, <clears throat> the two one after the other, the briefing one after the other, because I consider uh, them to be two sides of the same coin. Uh, <clears throat> there is uh, a connecting thread uh, between the two. So it's better that when we take uh, a discussion we have this the, the complete uh, picture is as it were. Agreed, colleagues. All right, no objection. So, Def, uh, the platform is yours, and um, so you then uh, kickstart the presentation over to Sir Def. Thank you very much for joining the meeting. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. Um, 
Yes, I do agree uh, with the approach that he, it would assist if the two presentations were taken one after the other because of the subject matter in as much as they are different, but the issues that are being looked at are more or less the same in terms of the mandate, the resources, and then also the challenges that they may experience. So we do have Admiral Mapoto who will then present on the uh, the part of the military police, police, and we have our adjutant general, General Nisi, who will then deal with the issues of the legal. But before I hand over to them, Chair, if you may uh, just indulge me. One, I agree with the sentiments that uh, have been expressed by both yourself and the uh, Honorable Murray. Um, we have always been waiting on these things, and I also followed up with a uh, our colleagues, uh, and in particular, I think C Navy, just to have a sense uh, as to whether uh, the portfolio committee has been invited. And I, I thought that was prudent to do, in the sense that uh, in all our uh, challenges, we have been accompanied by the honourable members of the portfolio committee. So it actually made sense that we invited. Unfortunately, at the time when I managed to uh, talk to C-Navy, he had said that on his part, he invited those that they needed to invite, but also like the minister from the department, as well as the portfolio committee, would then have to be invited by the chief. So I think probably it was an oversight. He did though say that uh, if there was a chance and some were able to come, they would be welcome, but uh, uh, he didn't send the invite. And I want to really apologize on behalf of the department profusely for that. Uh, I, I think it was just an, an oversight. Uh, Normalist was really intended for that. And that's why I called actually you before just to make sure that uh, you had received the invitation. And I think you have alluded to that. So let me once again apologize, but if there was a chance, the program starts about half past 12, but we have to go through the briefing and a whole host of issues before then the actual program starts. In the event there was a chance of finishing a little bit early, I think the honorable members, those that can, they are more than welcome to come. I think it's a significant uh, milestone. Uh, on all the work that we have been uh, doing, and we help, we hope that it will take us a step further in in terms of the delivery of our mandate and doing the work that we are supposed to be doing as the defence force. So, thank you, Chairperson. I'll hand over to the two generals to uh, then brief. And if it is okay, Chairperson, I would like to be excused around half past ten, quarter past eleven, quarter to eleven. Thank you. That's fine. It's okay. Uh, so the apologies uh, accepted. Uh, let me welcome uh, Admiral, uh, not Admiral, huh? Maporta is. Yes, he is Admiral. Yes, Admiral and General Nisi. Okay. Uh, Admiral Maporta, the platform is yours. How much time do you need? Just take your time because it's your opportunity to make us understand uh, your, your, your mandate role and challenges. I'm generous, but how much time do you need? General uh, Admiral Mapoto? 
Chair, I would suggest that if we're struggling with him, maybe we can take General Minister, see that he is connected. I'm just going to check where Admiral Maputo is. No, it's fine. Uh, General Minister, are you ready? Uh, good morning, Honorable Chair. Yes, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I will I mean, just uh, I load the, 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 presenta uh, the presentation. Can I just be given a few minutes to load the presentation, sir? Yes, please. Thank you. How, how much time do you need? Uh, Chair, it will. Uh, if I look what I did yesterday, maybe thirty minutes will uh, will I mean will do. But I will try to push. Uh, thirty minutes. Yes, sir. If you try and um, uh, reduce it, uh, but we grant you the thirty minutes you're looking for. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chair. Uh, Honourable Chair of the PCD, Honourable Traba, Honourable Members of the PCD, uh, the SECDEF, uh, the, the Minister of Defence in Abstentia, a very good, uh, a very good morning. Uh, I'm uh, Major General Munisi, the Adjutant General of the South African National uh, Defence Force, appointed on the 1st of June uh, 2017. Actually, very soon I'll be five years in this uh, post, uh, sir. Uh, Honorable Chair, thank you very much for the opportunity once more to do a presentation. It is a rare opportunity for us to come before this August House to brief the PCD about ourselves, about the function that we do for the I mean, for, for the for the for the country. Next slide. Next slide. <clears throat> Chair, the aim of the presentation, go back. The aim of the presentation, as requested, is to brief the, or this honorable, I mean, I mean, this August House about the mandate of the Adjutant General, the capacity, achievement, challenges, cases received, and conviction rate, and consequence, man uh, consequence management within the Department of Defense. Next slide. This is my sculpture. Thank you very much. Next slide. Continuation of the scope. Uh, sir, I will start with the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, uh, precisely section uh, 200, which requires that the defense force must be structured and managed as a disciplined military force. I will underscore disciplined military force because that is where I mean, the Adjutant General and the Military Police feature in. The also, the Military Discipline Supplementary Measures Act also impact on us. For instance, Section 27 of Military Discipline Supplementary Measures Act deals with the appointment of the Adjutant General by the Minister of Defense and the qualifications and the experience I mean, needed for that, I mean, for that office. Section 28 sir, deals with the functions of the Adjutant General. Next slide. The function of the Adjutant General, I mean, in terms of Section 28 says, the Adjutant General shall be responsible for the overall management, promotion, facilitation, and coordination of activities in order to ensure the effective administration 
of military justice and military legal services. So this uh, 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 said is, I mean, is two prong. Firstly, is an administration of military justice which deal with the court work. Secondly, is any other stuff that I mean deals with legal work within the South African National I mean, National Defence Force. It can be force development legal support, force I mean force preparation legal support first employment legal support and litigation sub, uh, uh, support that is there in the military legal services and then the adjutant general is expected annually but not later than three months after the end of each financial year to submit to the minister i underscore to submit to the minister a report on all his or her function during that financial year in this regard uh, 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 honorable chair we submit three reports, one to the Secretary for Defense, one to the Chief of the South African National Defense Force, and the statutory report to the Minister of, uh, of, of Defense. His functions, uh, sir, are executed through a structure we call Defense Legal Services. Uh, services. I put here military stroke defense because in Section 28, if you look above, it deals with the military legal services, not defense legal services. So, but we are legal I and mean, defense legal services. Chair, next slide. Honorable uh, Chair, our mandate, we render legal services and legal support to the Ministry of Defense and Military Veterans and the Department of Defense at all levels, meaning Level Z, I mean level one, which is the secretary and the chief of the defense force. Level two, the services, I mean divisional, uh, I mean offices. Level three, formations, and level four, which is uh, I mean units. Meaning we have structures to, I mean we are structured to provide support, I mean support from level four up until level level zero. Next slide. This is our vision, chair. DLSD is the best provider of military legal services and related matters in the world. This is our vision, sir. Next slide. Our mission is to provide cutting-edge military legal services to the DOD. Next slide. Now, in order to deal with, uh, uh, I mean, to provide the cutting-edge legal support to the DOD, we are structured in the, I mean, uh, in, I mean, five lines of uh, uh, legal support. I mean, operations. Next slide. So our lines of operations, meaning our structure to support that. I mean, the DOD. I mean, the DOD is to admin is administer military legal, uh, justice in the SNDF in administering military legal uh, military justice in the defense force. We have uh, uh, say, the Adjutant General, with the, I mean, under him, you'll find military prosecution, director military prosecution, directorate military defense council, directorate military judges, directorate military judicial review, directorate military administration of justice. And as such, those are sitting at the policy level, then we have Lexatos sitting at the execution level when it comes to the first bullet. We also have the, I mean, force preparation legal support to the SNTF. That is another capability that we, we have, whereby 
We support training, exercises, and everything. I mean, everything. We also provide a military law courses to the member to members of the South African National Defence Force. The third one is to force employment. In this force employment, we have directorate, operations, legal support. All operations of the South African National Defence Force internally and externally are supported through that directorate. The last one, uh, 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 Honourable Chair, sir, is a structure that supports us, us internally, which is, uh, and I'm sorry, litigation legal support, which is uh, litigating for or against. I mean, I mean, uh, we litigate for the defense force, for the Department of Defense, and we also initiate litigation against those. I mean, me, 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 I mean, I mean, people or entities that have found them themselves across the, I mean, the Department of Defense. Then the, I mean, this one is led by Advocate Ramcharani, who is a, 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 a civilian. And last but not least, we also have a structure that supports us internally, which is directorate uh, legal, sub, uh, legal services support. But very soon, this directorate, the same functions will call it a chief of staff, I mean, the office of the chief of staff of the, of the, of the division. Next slide. Next slide. Chair, in 2017, uh, we drafted and published a document which we call Defense Legal Services Strategic Direction Document for financial year 2017-2018 to financial years 2021-2022 as a vehicle to execute the division's mandate. That is a well-researched, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, a document, sir. We came up with, uh, I mean, uh, certain objectives. Then this document has since been extended by one year, 2022-2023, whilst we are going through the, I mean, the Chief of the Defense Force's uh, guidelines and then Minister's guidelines, SETDEF's guidelines, and we also go through now the planning process for financial year 2022-23 to 27-28. Next slide. Uh, sir, when we look at the objectives that we set ourselves in 20, uh, 2017, when we look at those objectives, I will invite uh, the honorable and uh, honorable members through you, Chair, to look at this uh, legend. Well, and then they will have objectives, but those objectives are contained in a very thick document that is not attached yet, sir. So every objectives we had to go through the work session at the end of the financial year and measure ourselves as to our performance. The legend is as follows: one, unacceptable performance. Two, performance not fully effective. Three, performance fully effective. Four, performance significantly above expectation. Five, outstanding performance. Let's go through the main objectives. Next slide. These are the objectives that we set ourselves, uh, uh, Chair. And uh, unfortunately, when we took over, when, I mean, in 2017, uh, the Honorable House will remember that that is when the Department of Defense started suffering huge financial I mean, financial cuts. We had to survive, but no matter what, I mean, what happened, we had to survive. We set ourselves to ensure the finalization of the military disciplinary bill. We gave ourselves a tree chair because the department did 
whatever that ought to have been done internally. And the bill was definitely tabled by the Minister of Defence in, I mean, in Parliament and later on withdrawn. But internally, we did ourselves, I mean, we did everything that we ought to have done. Therefore, the performance, performance is fully effective. Then the second one, reduce the salary bill in the medium term to 76, I mean, uh, to 88, and then in the long term to 76%. We also gave ourselves a, a, a tree. And I want to say, is not taking people's money, is to restructure, I mean, a, 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 a check, restructure the division so that there is return on investment on the salaries that we pay to, I mean, to, uh, to members. Three, to enforce the planning, budgeting, and monitoring tradition at all levels. On this one, sir, performance significantly above expectations because uh, before planning and budgeting was centralized at the headquarters. Now we had to decentralize planning and budgeting up until the lowest level, which is Lexatos. Then two, four, to improve service delivery, we definitely came up with a lot of I mean, I mean, I mean, issues uh, that improved service delivery. And indeed, we performed, we gave ourselves a four on, the, on, on that level. Five, to rebrand DLSD. Chair, people didn't know the division. Now we are where other services and divisions I mean, are. It can be at the I mean, I mean, Easter, I mean, Easter show or rent show. It can be at the Armed Forces Day. We, it can be anywhere you'll find the division. So we gave ourselves a four. Then the lower the trust and credibility deficits. Yes, we, there was a time whereby commanders didn't uh, uh, trust us. They thought that we were uh, inexpensive but we didn't definitely give our best, then we had to definitely work hard to end the trust of the commanders. To professionalize the, the, the service, there are interventions that we have come up, we have come up with in order to professionalize I mean, I mean, the service that we render. For instance, all MAPs are expected to be admitted as advocates or uh, I mean, attorneys. And we are pushing to do that and belong to professional I mean, bodies. We send them to courses to specialize on certain issues like fraud and corruption, et cetera, et cetera, chair. To build and empower the reasonable, trained, and competent military prof I mean, professionals. The defense review requires us, when I say us, not only military legal services, people, MLPs, requires that no, we have to must have prof I mean, military professionals. We are soldiers, I mean, first, and we are lawyers then. Therefore, we are military law, I mean, lawyers. We have to empower ourselves, train ourselves, military courses, and also, I mean, academic courses are put that, meaning we are doing more than any other person, uh, Chair. Nine, to, re uh, to restructure the division in order to align it to the current needs of the DOD. Uh, structure follows strategy, Chair. And the uh, structure is not permanent as the DOD, as the South African National Defense Force, I mean, changes to one direction. We follow that. We follow that. Exactly that's what I've said, I mean, above that we are restructuring, I mean, uh, uh, currently in order to align ourselves with what the Army, Air Force, Navy, SAMs are doing. We are definitely restructuring, I mean, on that again, without asking money from the, I mean, from the, uh, from the fiscal.
establish a performance monitoring section and special attention to be paid to the administration of justice. Uh, Chair, sir, on this, on this one, we have what to call, uh, we establish, I mean, uh, a, a section, uh, I mean, a meeting that sits four times a year, each, I mean, every quarter, which we call accountability board, where we, I mean, we, every individual is discussed, look at his performance in terms of the PMTS, look at where is that, and we hold them accountable. If they reach targets, we write members' letters to congratulate them and ask them to do them even more. Those who don't meet targets, chair, we also write them letters and train them, retrain them, and where a member is not trainable at all, we ask Chief HR to separate I mean, I mean that person. But due process is uh, is uh, is uh, is, uh, is followed. Why on this one, Chair? Uh, there was an expectation before that may, may lawyers can uh, military lawyers at court were expected to finalize twenty cases a year, and we found that it is very poor. I mean, it's very uh, low, and the inflow of cases definitely killed us. Therefore, now we said every MLP in court, special prosecutors will do 60 cases a year, defense counsel, 72 cases a year, judges also, they have got their own targets. Next slide. Next slide. 11, <clears throat> establish and maintain a research and development capability in the DLSD. 12, to draw and maintain a leadership strategy that will address inter alia the type of MLP for the future. Their recruitment, development, utilization, promotion, separation. We gave ourselves a four, uh, uh, a chair. We were afraid of giving ourselves a five on this one. We developed a leadership manual for that, um, specifically for, for, the, for, the, for the division. Chapter one deals with general I mean, uh, leadership concepts, and the second chapter deals with leadership and supervision within the DLSD. Also, we're sending members on course, both functional courses and um, in, uh, development uh, uh, course, uh, courses, so that at the end of the day, when we appoint a person, we give him a, a, a next higher rank. That person must definitely be trained, exposed, mentor, and mentored. Rank is just an additional responsibility. I mean, responsibility. And number 13 says, investigate the possibility of acquiring DLSD building that will house offices, military courts, and school of military justice. On this one, Chair, we have done everything we could, and we nearly get um, money uh, last year. Uh, 130 million rents to I mean to do the building. The building is there, has been identified, but unfortunately there is no money to revamp uh, uh, the, in the division. Now we have a challenge uh, at this one, especially the litigation section, which have 1.6 uh, contingent abilities, but their offices where they work is not an office of lawyers that. Um, and manage one point since uh, contingent liability is a problem. Uh, to empower lawyers from the previously disadvantaged uh, communities when briefing uh, councils, uh, Chair, this point 14 was definitely drafted long before some lawyers, uh, before the law, some, I mean, uh, lawyers uh, do it or went to the union buildings. 
crying that you know, um, state attorney is overlooking them. We have the social responsibility, uh, responsibility on this one, but we we do it through the state. I mean, the state attorney. When we bring state attorney, we will definitely request brief the. I mean, give us a counsel or one, two, three. Then they will definitely. I mean, put that. But we give ourselves a three. Fifteen. Establish a small in-house litigation section to appear in court on behalf of the DOD. Uh, Chair, here is a very important uh, important one. You will see that we're spending a lot of money on legal fees. And we have qualified law, I mean, lawyers who do prepare I and mean, appear in court for private clients, but those lawyers ca could net, ca cannot appear on behalf of, uh, in court on behalf of uh, this thing. We have done something on this one, sir. We have approached the LPC, Legal Council Practice, and our School of Military Law has been accredited to run a population, and then that population, if we are funded, it will definitely start in September 2022. But if not, then we will align with every population program and start in January 2021. As I'm speaking to you, my colleagues are hard at work as, uh, trying to fix the toilets at the School of Military Justice and try to get the library, library books so that we confirm, I mean, we definitely up to date with the requirements of our accreditation. We are accredited for three years, sir. Next slide. Sixteen. Create a capable. I mean, capability dealing with highly classified uh, 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 cases in the military courts. Uh, sir, I mean, honourable chair. Here we gave ourselves a two because we didn't really. I mean, because we didn't move. There are a lot of stakeholder. I mean, stakeholders: defence intelligence and uh, I mean, I mean, military I mean, police crime inter, I mean, intelligence. Because here, sir, we want to control the food chain from the crime investigation up until uh, the matter is finalized I mean, in, in court. Because they are sometimes we are faced with sensitive issues that if they are litigated somewhere, will have a problem. But we cannot afford not to definitely take those uh, people who break, uh, break the law in court because of the secrets of issues. But we have to be responsible. We want to build this capability. Number 17, uh, sir, there are build specialist legal support. These are not generic legal support. We have to I mean, determine, we determine that we need maritime operations legal support capability, upon operations legal support capability, Air and space uh, operations legal support capability, cyber warfare legal support capability, uh, SNDF op I mean, uh, operations legal support doctrine, joint battle handling calls for MLPs, DLSD on military exercise. So those that are underlined, say, we have already done. We have established and we have, uh, I mean, uh, parachute qualified military lawyers. 15 of 15 of them, and we definitely still build, I mean, building that capability to support special forces, airborne forces, air-landed operations, sea-landed I mean, operations, and the one that we are building now in the Defense Force, counter-terrorism. That capability needs to be established, uh, uh, Chair. Uh, we have um, submitted in, for approval uh, SNDF 
operations legal support doctrine. We didn't have the doctrine. The country didn't have legal operations legal support doctrine. Now the doctrine was um, approved uh, 2020 uh, November. Joint battle handling course for MLPs at a technical level, uh, military lawyers provide combat service legal support, I mean support. Like logisticians, like personnel service corps, they have their own doctrine, they have their own courses, how to support war. But legal services, we didn't have that, but we have started running the courses. We've already run four courses, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean so far, sir. Uh, then defense legal services own military exercise. After we have definitely, after members have done the course, they go for the exercise. We call it exercise mafadi uh, chair. Exercise mafadi chair starts at a, a command post exercise where we teach our teach our soldier, I mean soldiers identification of the following one: national South Africa's national interest. Number two, they have to scenario writing. Number number three, scenario interpretation. Number four, legal support at national strategic level of war, legal support at the military strategic level of war, legal support at operational level of war. Then at the later stage is FTX field training exercise where members now go to the uh, go, go to the field. Meaning, what I want to say is uh, the field is just the smallest dot. Of the, of the exercise. The exercise is a bigger picture and is growing by strength. It started with MLPs, now so, military police so, are part of the exercise. General, General you, yes, you are now, from your 30 minutes, you are now left with five minutes. I will finish that. Then, 18, to ensure all MLPs remain current. Next slide. Uh, as uh, Chair, I mean, Honorable Chair, sir, as I said, over and above what we do in military courts, we're also responsible for training. For the past five years, we conducted 1,900, we definitely trained 1,919 members of the South African National Defense Force, including military lawyers on different courses. Next slide. Next slide. Uh, sir, when it comes to uh, our successes, cases finalized, the legend is there, opening balance, cases received, finalized cases, closing, uh, closing balance. As the chair will see, 2018-19, we finalized 2485 cases. 2019-20, cases. The two other financial years, because of uh, COVID, there were no activity or there were limited activities in court. Our concern, Chair, uh, is the inflow of cases. Next slide. Our conviction rate, sir, 1920, 74%, 2021%, 69%, 21%, 22%, 72%. Next slide. Uh, as you can see in this slide, sir, 90 percent between nine and nine, 90, 90 to 93 percent of our uh, budget goes to salaries. Next slide. The verdict, sir, is that 
We are, as a division, 3.6 in our performance. Therefore, we are investable. And investable um, in, uh, 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 Next slide. Next slide. Uh, so here, these are issues from, I mean, I, mean, I mean, this slide, issues that we are doing, but they are not funded. But we still do these things, but they are not funded. And uh, we promise that, no, we could do more if all these projects were funded. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide. I will jump um, in some of these slides, sir. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide. Go to slide uh, 42. Uh, sir, this is a slide also that we want to demystify certain, I mean, certain issues. Here we discuss issues regarding consequence management. If you look at the block, I will move from one, which is from left to right. If something is ha I mean, happen is ha I mean, something has happened, then the suspicion either it will go to them, I mean, to the AG, SA, uh, SIU, IG, or any other investigation issue. After that, the report will be sent, I mean, will be compiled and sent to the command line. The command line must complain, Chair. Must definitely complain, open up a docket. Without docket, number five could cannot happen. If number five does not happen, number six cannot happen. Meaning without a complaint, military police cannot open up a docket. And if military police do, I mean, uh, I mean, do not open that do not have a docket. Therefore, legal service division cannot take the matter to court. So some of the projects, some of the reports are definitely stuck as a result of decisions at number four. So we definitely receive reports, but if there's no case open, there's nothing that the police and legal services can do. Next slide. Uh, sir, we talk about the restructuring. This is what we want to show. I mean, in this slide, if you look at the uh, bottom, lieutenant captains, captain, I mean, major. This is a production level, but we have only six and thirty-two members. And then you look at the lieutenant colonel, which is a supervisory level. Then we have one hundred one of 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 them, and we have excess of 50, 50 I mean, fifty-eight. Therefore, the restructuring that all. A vacant funded lieutenant colonel posts will be definitely pushed to the I mean, to the bottom. And for one lieutenant colonel's uh, salary, we can hire two lieutenants in, in on, on the I mean, on that, so that we can definitely expand and do the work as expected. Next slide. Uh, Chair, we want to re-emphasize. I mean, again, humbly so, sir, that if the division, especially on operational on operations, is properly funded. We will grow, or we may grow, being a three point six to a four performance 
Airmen Organization Organizations. Next slide. I thank you, uh, sir, for the opportunity that given to us to present to you this, uh, I mean, this uh, I mean, important part of the South African National Defense Force, the DOD, which is Defense Legal Services Mandate. Sir. I submit myself I mean, I mean, to your questions. Thank you very much, uh, General, for your presentation. May I then quickly invite uh, Admiral uh, Mopoto uh, to do uh, his presentation uh, as agreed. Um, thanks, uh, uh, General Nissi. Thank you, sir. It's Admiral Mopoto in the back. Uh, is, is, is on the platform. Uh, Brian, can you check? You don't see him on the platform? No, sir. I'm trying to look on at the SNDF DOD team on the platform. I know that uh, the SNDF has withdrawn. Uh, she wanted to withdraw at Connet. I think she has. Uh, now, I. Um, Nisi, Advocate General Nisi, do you uh, see uh, Admiral, your colleague uh, Admiral Mopoto on the platform? No, sir. When I look at this, I mean, says he was supposed to be on the on on in that I mean that side, and then I mean uh, in Houting. So, but I can't see him on the platform, sir. I will try to check him. Oh, we send the military police to look for him. Okay. <laughs> Maybe let's do this, General. Let's discuss your 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 presentation to save time. Yes. Yes, he's ready. His phone is off. I'm trying to call him. His phone is off. It's off, yeah. Ooh, okay. Please uh, just just continue to uh, 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 trace him, uh, Marimi. In the meantime, we'll be taking a, a discussion on on uh, General um, Nisi's presentation. Colleagues, can you do that to save time? Uh, do you agree? Uh, is there any objection? All right, doesn't look like uh, there's any. All right. Colleagues, I... Okay, can I note the hands, uh, please? Can I note the hands before I call you? Uh, who's first? Colleagues, can I note the hands? I cannot see the, the, the hands on the... 
I cannot see the the icons on the on the system. Uh, Mr. Mare, are you first? Well, it depends on whether you want me to go first, yes, sir. Thank you. No, no, who's number one? I don't know. Can I? Okay. I, I, I don't know. I can't see who's number one and two. No, 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 no. Are you wanting to talk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Please, can anyone who wants to talk to indicate? That's what I'm asking okay. to shout. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. No, 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 no. Just, 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 just so before money. that, can, can I get the names first? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's Mare. Uh, Come again. You can note me, sir. Yes. After Tabo, who else? Okay, we have only two hands. Okay, let's start, Mr. Murray. Uh, Chairperson, uh, yes, thank you for the for the presentation. This is the first time that uh, that really in a in a very very long time that we have heard anything about about this division, which is very very important uh, in the defence force. If you look at the at the constitution, it talks about a disciplined force, uh, and that's two, uh, section two hundred sub subsection one. So, so it, it's 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 for no simple reason that that is number one, and 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 uh, uh, you know, so if we want to establish that and we want to be a successful defence force, uh, the role of of, uh, of of this division is very very important. We know that for a very long time um, they've been neglected to a large extent due to budgets, but also the. Um, there's a very slow pace in terms of how military judges were appointed and, and even prosecutors and, and people like that. So at least we are now at a point. However, I am concerned that, um, you know, they, they are hamstruck, hamstruck in terms of their abilities. And uh, the one thing that we must make very sure is that they are properly resourced, and I am not convinced that they are currently uh, effectively resourced in terms of, of both um, manpower uh, and funding. And unfortunately, in the field where they are operating in, you will know as a legal person that those are specialized services, and it costs a lot of money. Um, and, and, and we have to be market-related in terms of the budget as well, and to attract the right people to make sure that we that we can instill this discipline. Um, so, so yes, um, the only thing that I want to ask is um, that, you know, more will have to be done with less, unfortunately. In the state where we are, and I know that there's an indication of of, uh, you know, cost of employees will be go down to 76%. But we need to know what will be the effect of lower cost of employees. Um, because I am concerned then that then we will not be able to appoint um, or attract the the right people that we that we really um, that we that we need for this job. So, so can, can more information, you know, be given to us in terms of, um, you know, resourcing um, and what they actually need and how, how that objective to, to decrease from 88% to 
how that will impact on the um, on the expected on the ex- expected outcomes and results uh, of, of 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 all of them. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Murray, uh, Mr. Tabu Mutli. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, and good morning to colleagues uh, and everybody on the platform. Chair, my mine is uh, it's it's simple. Uh, I just want to get it from the Adjutant General. Uh, what are the the rate of uh, uh, convictions or the that uh, they they normally make because he said uh, I think somewhere in, uh, in the presentation he mentioned uh, the number of cases that they should uh, be allocated I don't know to judges or prosecutors uh, I'm not sure if you can expand on that but I I need to know the cases that they are they they receive that they have to deal with. What are, what is the rate of uh, uh, conviction, conviction, and what are the most common crimes that uh, they they deal with uh, 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 in the in the military? Uh, what will what is then the impact uh, that uh, uh, they are uh, portfolio the legal division is. Is is making to correct uh, uh, those crimes uh, 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 committed? I'm saying this because in a civilian system, uh, you have the cause, you've got the correctional services, you've got the police, which interacts with uh, the three will will interact. The police will police. Then you go to the courts. You are prosecuted. You are sent to the correctional service. And the correctional service role is to ensure that uh, it's not to penalize offenders, but to ensure that uh, they correct them so that when they come out of those facilities, they are changed uh, 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 individually in terms of uh, perspective and how they will then be integrated uh, into the society. So within the military communities that done to ensure that they are, you correct those offenders and you reintegrate them uh, into the military community. Uh, and, and you also made mentions of uh, funding, which is a bit of a challenge, and we are well aware that funding is a problem across. Uh, but uh, will that funding only address your vision in terms of the structures and your project that you want to uh, engage on only, uh, or will it also uh, uh, respond to my question that uh, uh, when you are fully funded, uh, will the crimes that are committed within the military then be reduced because uh, you'll be able to effectively uh, 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 exercise your responsibility and uh, become a deterrent from uh, those who are tempted to commit crime uh, within the military community. Thank you very much. Mm, okay. Thanks. Yeah, in fact, um, uh, Tabo has uh, covered me. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Mutler, for, for that. Uh, but let me just uh, raise the, the other two that, uh, the, that were not covered uh, by the two colleagues. Um, I think 
Let me just, I mean, uh, Marais also covered uh, one area. Let me start with Marais' uh, point because I want to um, reinforce it. I mean, generally, if you if you say the one one of the ways of uh, reducing budget is to ensure that um, you 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 reduce the the number at a at a at a, at a, a lieutenant colonel uh, level. You said there about two hundred and one. That's at a senior. Uh, level, yet uh, production happens at a, a lower level, at a, a, a you know at a lower level where you are sitting with the six and the thirty-two members. I think you are talking about lawyers. You said uh, you are recruiting lawyers and uh, and advocates. And a lawyer doesn't come cheap. I think that's what the point Marie raised. Um, you see, uh, a, salary, a salary of a lawyer would, uh, a minimum salary of a lawyer would be at a level of a, a, a deputy director in, in any what you call a, a system of government. There is a problem. Because um, if you want a lawyer, you must pre- be prepared to pay at that level. So they come in at a senior level. But the problem is when you translate uh, that into your ranking, then you actually place that person. Um, what's the level below a, a brigadier uh, quickly? Is a is a canal, sir. Is a kennel. A lieutenant kennel is between a lieutenant kennel or is a full kennel? Is a full kennel and the lieutenant kennel is below a, a full kennel, sir. Yes. You see, a, a brigadier is a director. I'm talking about a direct translation. Obviously, uh, lawyers would come in at that level because their salary uh, demands to be placed at that level. The, prob- the problem is, is, number one, discussing salary is one thing. But as soon as you translate it, to translate that into rank levels, it would place that person at a senior, uh, at a management level. You know, deputy director, and a, a director, or a, a kennel, or a brigadier level. But if you say, no, that's too senior, uh, you want to them to start at a, a lower level, they're not going to get an, an advocate, they're not going to get an, an attorney. There lies your problem. Uh, I, I don't know how you are going to address that. So you, you is a situation of uh, uh, what paying what a papa, paying, paying peanuts, and uh, what? If you what if you want a monkey, you pay peanuts or something. If you're paying peanuts, you'll get monkeys. If you exactly, if you, is it going to be a situation of if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. So you must be clear. And uh, uh, what level of uh, skill you are looking for? What is the market related remuneration uh, for that skill? And then make a decision. Not. 
influenced by your your pecking order within the, within the defense force because you are ex, acting in a, a very unique environment. I, we, we just, I'm saying this to reinforce what Mr. Murray has just uh, said. And then coming to the point that um, uh, Tabo raised, um, you, Tabo says you you mentioned special prosecutors and uh, and the number of cases. We said previously it was a 20 cases uh, per annum, and you said no, that's uh, not on. You then increased it. And you also gave the number of uh, defense counsel, the number of cases, if you could just repeat that. And then lastly, how many law, how many uh, advocates and uh, how many uh, attorneys uh, do you have on your system? Um, over to you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you very, uh, very much, Honorable Chair, sir. Also, thanks for the, um, the questions. I will attempt to answer them, sir. And uh, where we don't have answers for now, we will write them down and revert to, uh, 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 to you, uh, sir, um, in, 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 uh, in due course. Uh, sir, I will first address the Honorable Marais' uh, uh, questions. And uh, also, uh, we really accept his uh, uh, comments with regard to, I mean, uh, I mean uh, the constitutional mandate, also the role that uh, the illegal services uh, um, plays, and also the fact that we are, I mean, uh, neglected. And uh, Chair, I didn't want to uh, deliberately so. I didn't want to uh, to say certain issues. Use this platform as a, as a, as a, as I mean as, as a complaint as such. But I wanted to give you the information so that you make your own analysis. I mean an analysis. Yes, somewhere we are not. Uh, if you look at the ninety percent and the ten percent on the operations, we are aware that the country is not doing well economically, and we have to do. We, with what we have, and pray for them. In, uh, for, I mean, for the best. Uh, now, when it comes to, uh, let me just explain the issue of restructuring, uh, honourable chair. Firstly, chair, we make our own attorneys and lawyers. I mean, and advocates. We don't. Uh, uh, our recruitment is a hybrid, chair. Firstly. We recruit the privates, the corporals that are already in line, either the infantier or the police, whatever. After they've qualified I mean, with LLB, they apply to come and uh, I mean to trans I mean, to be uh, transferred to the division. They come as they are. Now we'll have to send them on military courses, also on the courses that we are talking about, functional uh, uh, courses uh, as said. Uh, but what we want to clarify on the restructuring chair, I, I don't think a living, any living organization can have more people at the supervisory level than people at the production level. 
You cannot have more supervisors than the supervisees. And we're facing that current uh, I mean, uh, situation. Uh. So what we want to say, what we're trying to say here is that as people grow, they age, natural transition, I mean, uh, takes course, then people leave. The lieutenant colonel's post will definitely be translated into the lieutenant and the captain post, and you will hire two people for that. Then those are already lieutenant colonels, I mean, majors, and then they're growing up with the experience. You remain there with, your, with that experience as they grow. Actually, what we're trying to say, we grow our own team, but we want to correct the situation whereby one person ends, I mean, that thing, many people at the supervisory level are there, and there are no people at the bottom. So, yes, it was definitely, I mean, rent issues, but we have OSD. Occupation specific to, I mean, dispensation. We are working through that OSD uh, uh, chair to make sure that whatever we do, consultation and everything is in line. But the more importantly, we need more lieutenant, lieutenants and majors, I mean, uh, and uh, captains. Reason why, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Murray, is that lieutenant colonels don't deploy chair. People who support military operations are lieutenants and captains. Now, just check the involvement of South African National Defense Force in Africa and elsewhere. They have cost support, the exercises that we provide. Only lieutenants and captains can do, I mean, can, I mean, can do that. And they are very, very, very few. Say. So within the current fiscal challenges, we need to build that, capabil uh, that capability. Uh, there. So we did what we call staff tables. How many lieutenants do we need? How many captains do we need? How many lieutenant colonels do we need? So we will do it responsibly, sir, without losing uh, 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 what you call the experience that we've already built because we grow our own timber uh, as uh. Then the effect of uh, I mean, the lower cost to, I mean, uh, to I mean, employees and attract I mean, uh, issues. Now I was talking about one side. The other side, uh, chair of, I mean, uh, recruiting. We will be going out. We did go out to, I mean, uh, outside the defense force in 2012. Very soon, also, we'll be going out where we recruit zero years of experience, zero military years of experience, zero legal years of, uh, I mean, experience. We take them as long as they are local graduates. We bring them in, we train them, and then we grow them up as our our our, our team. I mean, the, I mean the timber say after five years, say, there will be the good team that we need. Those that want to stay will stay. Those that have leadership potential or whatever they want to, I mean, go, they will uh, they will uh, uh, go. Say. So we will have to, I mean, uh, uh, do that. So the issue of uh, reducing. Uh, cost of employees, as I've said, Chair, uh, it is not about taking the money from the salaries. It is about in the one lieutenant colonel's post who retires, that lieutenant colonel retires, you convert it into a production level, you hire two lieutenant lieutenants, and you will save money on that. On that say. You'll hire two lieutenants, and you produce the 
but you're still going to save my money. When we look at our OSD, how much is ML1 and ML2 are paid? These are very ML5. So we did our staff work. For instance, you find that the Lieutenant Colonels with more than 20 years ends around 900,000 rands. But if you go to ML1, you'll find that 300,000 uh, 300, rents. Therefore, you can hire two or three people on the same on the same on the same post and grow your own team. The division is growing. I mean, is aging, sir. The division is I mean aging. So it is not about taking money. It's about using the same money, but I mean elasticize it. Uh, Honorable Mares. To honorable Moses, to you, sir. The conviction rate, as uh, said, is, uh, uh, we said, in 2019-2020 financial year, the conviction rate was 74%. 2020-2021 financial year, the conviction rate was 69%. On 21-22, the, uh, the financial year that ended in April, the conviction rate was 72 uh, percent. So that is a con uh, the conviction rate. The offenses that we take to our military and uh, military courts, uh, sir, it depends, but most importantly, mostly are disciplinary related, I mean, of, 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 of misconduct, misconducts like AWOL, stealing a theft, stealing a state, proper, a state property, assaulting one, one another, I mean, uh, all those things. We also have now uh, the issues of we also dealing with uh, I mean uh, uh, fraud and corrupt I mean and corruption, and we see that also I mean, uh, I mean I mean growing. And in response to that, we send our prosecutors to I mean to uh, either AGSA, no no National Treasury and other organization to specialize on I mean on fraud and corruption and money related I mean, I mean uh, issue, issue, issues uh, uh, then when you come to the impact or the interlink between uh, military courts and correctional services uh, sir our military courts if they find a person guilty and is sentenced to imprisonment that person serves his or her sentence in a correctional services that the court has determined. They don't serve their sentences in any military um, site. There is uh, um, in, uh, in a relationship and also protocols with correctional um, services because an offense is also captured by the MPs uh, with their docket is linked to the SAPS. So it makes things very easy when we refer our members there. And when they are there, they are dealt with in terms of correctional services uh, regulations, not in terms of our defense, I mean, act or military discipline. We hand them over that side, they'll be taken care of as, uh, as, as such. The issue of, uh, I mean, offenses growing, uh, sir, we said in the before, you will find that uh, we were doing, allocating 20 cases per prosecutor. That was not scientific, uh, 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 sir. And even that time, you will find certain prosecutors will not even finalize 
those 20 cases. Although others will finalize at times two, I mean, or times three, that, I mean that. Now, when we look at the inflow of cases that we put on the, I mean, on the uh, slide 20, if we finalize 20 cases, today will be definitely being drowned by I mean, I mean cases. So we look at the inflow, we look at the number of prosecut uh, prosecut uh, prosecutors, and we allocated those cases. Now, a prosecutor is expected, a prosecutor is expected to finalize at least 60 cases minimum. For a defense counsel, they are uh, expected to finalize 72 cases minimum. For military judges, is I mean, it's 100 and, uh, 100 and something uh, chair. All military judges, however, uh, chair, because of fraud and corruption, we have reduced the number of our expectations when it comes to senior military judges, because those are the judges that deal with fraud and corruption cases and they take time. So we have reduced that term to 20 cases uh, cases per senior military judge, uh, uh, taking into account also some of the senior military judges also sit at the military court of appeals. So senior military judges deal with fraud and corruption. We reduce our expectations to 20, uh, to 20, uh, to 20 say. So that is uh, what we uh, dealt with. With regard to and uh, the I mean uh, honourable Mute, then when it comes to your good uh, uh, self honourable chair, sir, the rejection of Lieutenant Colonels is a natural uh, consequence, chair. Uh, uh, as I've uh, 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 said, which has rebalancing without affecting the service delivery because we don't recruit left i mean uh, 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 lawyers we make our lawyers from those people who we recruit from i mean outside and we recruit inside with those uh, uh, qualifications uh, as uh, and again we will do it responsive uh, responsibly because if we don't do anything now as we fail to do, there's a reason why 90% of our staff goes to I mean, uh, cost of employee, I mean, employees. And also, your sentiments are very uh, uh, correct, sir. Your sentiments are very correct. Uh, lawyers are very I mean, uh, ex expensive, especially military, military lawyers will be very expensive because they don't only do uh, I mean, uh, I mean, academic issues. They also expect her to do military. I mean, uh, 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 issues so that they can be relevant to the organization that they. I mean, they support. And and as said, sir, we received. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, an issue in 2020. We had a colloquium in South Africa, 36 countries. We has hosted that with the USA, Africom, uh, Africom, and we are the. I mean, the only people training our lawyers the way that we train it in Africa, say. So some countries, they wanted to come and benchmark from us, but unfortunately, because of COVID uh, issues, they couldn't uh, come, say. The issue of uh, rank and uh, level, we have separated salaries from the rank, uh, say. We have separated salaries from the from the rank. The only person who's paid by the rank is the adjutant general. Is the adjutant general currently is not paid as a professional, as a, as a as a professional, as a professional. As to why I.
I don't, I don't know. It was never part of the OSD, and that affects the office. When it comes to anybody else, we don't pay according to the rank. We pay according to the qualifications and the, the I mean, the ex, uh, experience, uh, uh, sir. Also, sir, I want to also to debunk I mean, some I mean, issues. We will find uh, uh, somewhere, sir, that a person worked as a lieutenant in one post up until a lieutenant colonel. One post, same post, same office, same bathroom, everything. That denies the division of leadership, I mean, of leadership strategy, sir. Because now this person becomes a lieutenant, but he only knows how to prosecute. He cannot supervise or give an added responsibility. But because of our training that we're trying to address that job rotation is one of our strategic issues, sir. Then we're trying to expose members in as more, I mean, I mean uh, portfolios as uh, possible. Sir, if there's any, any issue that I definitely left, uh, sir, I plead guilty in, in that regard, uh, uh, Chair. Then it's not uh, because of uh, I wanted to leave it, but uh, I've tried to answer those things that I've dotted down, sir. I submit, Chair. Yes, no, you did. I think there's a question of what are the most uh, common um, crimes that uh, okay, sir. team has to has had to deal with, and uh, and then and, and then the, the common sentences that they pass, uh, the, the the military charges pass. Thank you, thank you very much, Chair. Before before he proceed, maybe if he can also indicate, uh, because he has he has made mention of them. Uh, I thought. Uh, uh, sexual harassment will be part uh, when he comes. So in terms of rate, uh, rating, where will sexual offenses uh, be rated at within the military? Well, he did respond to, to the question. Uh, okay, my, 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 my apologies, uh, uh, General. You did touch on it, but he needs this addition. Uh, over to General. Thank, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Chair. Uh, Chair, the issue of sexual offences, uh, and also thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to, to look at that. And uh, I'll be very sensitive also on uh, issuing that, but at the end of the day, I must be honest to the House as an adjutant general. The issue of sexual I mean, uh, I mean offences our troops are charged on that when they are deployed outside the Republic of South Africa in terms of UN regulations, where they prevent or they prohibit even uh, 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 I mean, sexual relations between or amongst people is forbidden. So that's why it's sexual offense, uh, sexual offense, I mean, I mean, I mean and abuse that this this year. So on that one, yes, we have a number of them that came in there, but it is not rape, it's not sexual assault, it's just consensual sexual relations are prohibited, deployed on uh, UN members and host uh, I mean, uh, uh, countries. So that is the first one that we have to I mean, do. Then when it comes to I mean, inside the country, uh, it is not what we paint to be in the military. There is no crisis of rape and whatever within them in the, the military. They are 
uh, cases, I cannot say they are in, uh, how many I am in now, but there are cases that are mentioned and uh, there are very few, I mean, there are very few. We have just prose uh, prosecuted two, I mean, recently, and the person was found, I mean, the, the accused people were found not guilty. The accused was found not guilty. It emanated from the DRC, but it was sensationalized when it came here. But evidence with WhatsApp evidence and WhatsApp what communication between the two showed that you no, know, it was a consensual sexual relation between a South African and a South, a South African. But when it came here, then the person was treated as the most, I mean, uh, I mean I'm trying to be sensitive here, sir, but we, I, I, I don't know. And uh, it definitely attracted a lot of issues, but fortunately, we took the matter to court. We gave our best prosecutors. We definitely went through. And there are lessons learned on how to deal with sexual related offenses within the department, because we definitely also work with the Department of Justice telling us, but it is not the picture is not what we think it is. The picture, which is very bad, is the seer emanating from the, uh, the DRC. Now, when those offenses yeah. come... Seer simply because they are special, uh, special uh, offenses. It's a special offense uh, in terms of um, the United Nations. Yes, sir. Uh, um, uh, protocol. Okay. Yes. Uh, in South Africa, we don't uh, prohibit sexual relations between I mean, two, I mean, uh, two adults, but under UN, host countries, because it has, uh, I mean, uh, one is financially uh, uh, good, one is definitely financially weak, therefore the relations are not equal according to the UN. So hence they prohibit that. So our troops are vulnerable and we charge them for that. But when they commit that inside the country, we don't, only sexual offenses, sexual I mean, harassment and sexual whatever. But when it comes to uh, rape and other issues, they are referred to the SAPS, they are referred to the NPA because we don't have jurisdiction. Our military courts don't have jurisdiction in trying those cases. Okay. Then the most common uh, uh, sentences, uh, uh, Chair, our military courts are governed by statutes. Uh, they have competent jurisd I mean, jurisdiction when it comes to sentences. Then the most popular uh, sentence that we find now is a fine. And the military court cannot fine a person for more than 6,000 rands in terms of the current uh, legislation. Uh, and we try to, I mean, to amend that. And uh, as South Africans, uh, uh, sir, allow me to say this sometimes, sir, sometimes we want our staff battered both ways. There are uh, people who say 6,000 rands is okay. There are people who say now 6,000 rand is not, is not okay. We have what to call cashiering. Cashiering is still in our statutory books. There are uh, uh, people who say it's definitely uh, undermines the dignity of an indi 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 individual. We send people for, I mean, uh, sentence them, our military court sentence them to imprisonment. There are both arguments for, I mean, for and I mean, against. Sometimes people, even the MTP say, uh, you'll remember, some people who said, no, the sentences in the MTP were very, were very harsh. So the question is now, as an adjutant general, sometimes myself, 
I'm not satisfied about the sentences, some sentences, but actually, no, I'm just an adjutant general, I'm not a judge, and I cannot interfere with the sentencing of the judge. We only intervene sometimes during the workshops when we convey, uh, skillfully so, the views of South Africans when it comes to the shocking sentences when it comes to fines, I mean, I mean sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, if the fines were definitely invested, would be very rich as a department because all military judges are inclined to give sentences of a fine. We are, I mean, persuading to consider other issues, especially on uh, serious offenses, uh, but ours ends there. We cannot tell them what to, uh, what to, uh, what to do, Chester. Uh, 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 Okay. Colleagues, yes, no, thank you very much, uh, General. Uh, thank you uh, very much for your presentation. And um, it's enlightening, and uh, it will uh, certainly uh, help us uh, in understanding uh, how your work um, um, integrates with uh, the work of the other uh, divisions and uh, uh, and services within uh, the defense uh, defense force, and and of course, uh, and the Department of uh, Defense as a whole. Thank you very much for your uh, presentation, and uh, I think colleagues, we can then now uh, move to the next uh, presentation. Uh, generally, you are free to exit the platform at any time when you want to. Um, now, I'm not too sure if uh, 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 Admiral Mopoto is back. Uh, Admiral Mopoto, are you back? Yes, Chairperson. Uh, oh, it's Mocha. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm sorry that there was a bit of mix-up and I, I was running out at a place where there was no Wi-Fi, but I managed to get to a place where there's Wi-Fi. Okay. Just request the secretariat to fly to the presentation, please. Uh, our secretary, do you mean? You mean our secretary, uh, Admiral? Uh, I, was, I was requesting that the, 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 the secretariat chair fly to my presentation. I've asked them uh, from, from the secretary's office. I'm not sure if secretary. they can is the chief of staff in the meeting? I am not sure, sir. That, that is very correct, Chair. Uh, As well, I was, was struggling, but I'm here now. Thank you. Good morning and, and welcome, chief of staff. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you very much. All right. May the Secretariat just write uh, the, the, the presentation from my side, I'll struggle a bit. Is the Secretariat responding? Oh, finally it is. I'm doing it from my side, sir. 
Oh, yeah, too, I, I'm not too sure if you uh, it was the same presentation. For some reason, I saw two different uh, versions. Uh, am I wrong, Brian? Yes, this, this is not the one. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but this... Uh, this is not the one I suspected. Uh, Let me allow them to, to fly this, from their side. Yes, uh, I, I thought so. Uh, I don't want uh, this to be confused. There's two, and uh, we submitted two now. This is not the one that is complete. I'm not sure if they can just go to the second one. Uh, who exactly are you asking to do the? I know it's someone in the uh, executive's office, uh, but I don't hear any response uh, from them. Let's hope they're in the meeting. Is I'm not. I'm not a co-host. I can't share from my side. Yeah. No, you can share. You can share, Reggie. No, it's not. It's not a co-host yet. I'm not a co-host. Make him a co-host. Chair, I've given rights to anybody that is in the meeting to, to share. Oh. Uh, so Reggie is able to share yes. Okay. Okay, Reggie, we are going to share. Let me just check. Or maybe we should take no lunch. Yeah. Come be prime. Just designate him as a. Now it's written ghost. It should be easy now. Should be easy, uh, uh, Reggie. Hey, young shy, I, I can't share. Che. You can't share. I can't share. Eh. Uh, no, Baba. Yeah. Uh, hey, I will not ask the, the admiral to do it because uh, he was born before technology and he would struggle. General, can you try? <laughs> can you try? I'm trying as well. Please, just, just make him a call, uh, uh, Brian. Uh, oh, my daughter. Same as in chief of the Defense Force. He does it with ease. But I'm not too sure about the chief of staff. Maybe if they can just say the, the previous one, I'll, I'll summarize from the one that I'm having it. Uh, but because uh, I don't know if I'm not going to waste too much. You see, my problem, um, we, we want to know what uh, presentation, what version do you admit as the current version? It's the corrected one, uh, the one that I wanted them to change from the, the, the one that they had on the screen. So uh, I gave it to them. That's why I'm trying as well from my side. Marima, so why, can't can't you, Marima why can't you transfer the thing, email it to Brian, I'm uh, doing that, sir. 
Yes, uh, to short circuit everything. So that um, the version we present today is the one we admit and 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 is part of our record. I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. I think is that you never experienced this problem, Admiral, um, before. I think it's the first time. Yeah, normally I am good with these things, but this one doesn't want to attach to the screen. I don't know. I don't know what's what's wrong. Uh, I also don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I, I, I nearly recommended um, a, a crash course. <laughs> Can't believe this. Brian, are you succeeding? Uh, Chair, I am on my mails. Uh, the mail has not come through yet. Ooh, Who's sharing now? Uh, who, is this the one, uh, Admiral, you were looking for? Yes, sir, this is the one. This is the one, okay. And uh, yes. are you sharing? Who's sharing? No, somebody put it on. I'm not sure. Is that, is that you, Reggie? I'm asking so that um, we know who is expected to roll it up. Mm, somebody's got it on now, and I could start with it. Yes, but now if it has no ownership, then we'll have a problem uh, with rolling it up. It's Kenan Mutong from Chief of Staff site. Oh, yes, yes, Kennel. Uh, okay, it's fine. Okay, so the two of you will then be communicating. Okay, uh, sir. Over to you, uh, General Admiral. Thank you, and sorry for the for the delay. I think I must learn the, the system chairperson again. Uh, thank you to the members of the committee. and the How much time do you need, uh, General? Uh, we're now pressed for time. 20 minutes. It cannot take over 20 minutes. It should be very okay, about you. Thank you. If you can go to the next slide. Just go back. Uh, let's start from. Yes, as I said, this is Admiral Mapoto. The aim of the presentation is to brief the Portfolio Committee on Defense on the military police mandate capacity challenges and achievements. Next slide. 
This will be my short scoop. As I said, our vision is to be an effective vanguard for military discipline in the Republic with a mission that uh, we must detect, prevent, and investigate crime to ensure a disciplined military force capable to execute its constitutional mandate, as well as to provide prepared and equipped military police forces to support the joint force employment requirements of the SNU. Our motto is unity is strength. Next. This is just our uh, values that we aspire towards as the division all uh, from the acronym uh, discipline. Our mandate is therefore to provide and manage the military policing capability for the DOD for employment in service to ensure the sovereignty and protection of the Republic and its territorial integrity and service in compliance with international obligations of the Republic uh, to international bodies. Next one. This is our, in terms of the regulatory framework, uh, starting with the constitution that we know that defense must be structured and managed as a disciplined military force it's in accordance with section 201. Section 202 of the constitution uh, states that the, the primary objective of the defense force is to defend and protect the republic, its territorial integrity, its people, and its people in accordance with the constitution and the principle of principles of international law regulating the use of force. In accordance with the Defense Act, Act 42 of 2002, the military police is appointed in terms of Section 30A by the chief of the SANDF or by an officer appointed by chief of the SANDF, which means the Provost Marshal General. Military police have the same powers, duties, and function as a member of the SAPS in terms of Section 312A. And the Provost Marshal General therefore has the same status as the SAPS Provincial Commissioner within the DOD framework. He is the Chief Disciplinary Officer for the SADF or for CSADF and the Primary Crime Prevention and Investigating Officer of the SADF. Whereas SADF, in his higher capacity as the accounting officer of the DOD requires inspection or investigation. The matter, or, or in the matter that affects or concerns the SNDF, he or she can request CSNDF to have the matter investigated by the military police. Next. Uh, the military police key objectives and deliverables uh, are as follows. The strategic direction that is managed by the Office of the Provost Marshal General in terms of formulating, promulgating, and control strategy and policies of the Military Police Division. Other objectives is to provide policing 
capacity to the DOT through military police regions and structures that are ge geographically placed across the RSC. Two detention barracks where we uh, have custody of our military offenders, uh, one at, in Weinberg in Cape Town and the other one at Tembe Military Base in Dunfontein. Provide force preparation to, through the military police school. That is for functional uh, uh, policing. But just maybe to say more on this is that for specialized training, military police has an agreement with the uh, South African police that we send our me members for specialization in their uh, colleges and where we also send our members for skills uh, 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 training to the colleges and universities around the country, as well as in foreign, uh, with foreign learning opportunity. Next one. And the first preparation, as I said, is done with military police school. And this thing, I think it's just a repetition, I'm sorry. Uh, first employment is done to support chief of joint operations with combat ready, regular and reserve force, MP forces in support of the DOD by means of dating provost company. I must just say here, quickly that dating provost company is capacitated for this, but not well structured for, for this uh, effort. Therefore, we use members of the normal military police regions who are supposed to be doing investigation crime prevention to support dating pro in this. Of course, the military police intelligence that provide intelligence, crime intelligence capabilities to the, the military police by means of uh, their duties of uh, conducting uh, intelligence uh, through collections and other means. In terms of the nodal point on criminality, the military police is the functioning component in the defense force that provides functional policy guidance to the DOT on anti-criminality matters. The execution uh, as far as that uh, uh, requires lies at the services and divisions. Also provides policy direction for protection and security guidance. That is inclusive of VIP post protection as now uh, lying with the Provost Marshal General. Next one. The other uh, issue in terms of the challenges now is that we police a department of the SNDF that is about 73,000 strong with its military com community that can get to about 300 or more uh, do crime prevention with the post that are only 216. Our investigation posts in our structure is 129, and which is very too few in terms of the cases that uh, we investigate in terms of our requirements. And if you can look at our financial year 2021-2022, we investigated cases to the excess of 2,000 
the services that are provided are more or less to 1,500 or 6,000 6, clients with only six MP uh, posts at, at the MP detachments and the MP smaller unit with only 12. The MP division has sufficient support structures, insufficient, sorry, to address the high HQ support requirements. And uh, the next slide, the fourth one, is just to show how many MP officials we are using for operations. And of note is that the, there is insufficient operating budget to procure prime mission equipment. And we've got the aging of our vehicle and motorcycle fleets. Next one. Uh, as I said, the other problem is on our armored protected vehicles during operations. We are a shortage of that. And most of our facilities are dilapidated and do not meet OH standards. There is insufficient retention barracks to accommodate the increased number of inmates, more especially that we have to travel for that to Weinberg or, or to Bloomfontein for that. The, the, the complex environment in which we operate requires various specialist capabilities, such as forensic canine investigation of priority crimes, sexual offense branch, the, to be established within the MPD in order to address the challenges. But due to funding, we are not able to do that. The insufficient budget doesn't allow us to develop in terms of technology and the procurement of disciplines of crime prevention and investigation. Next. But, uh, having said that, there is work that has been done to try and uh, address the problems that we have. The Metropolis support in fighting fraud and corruption in the public and private sector, especially procurement of fraud, as uh, and fraud as they uh, instructed by the military minister of defense and military veterans. We are continuing to work in terms of prosper externally on ops mistral uh, for border safeguarding on op corona and the other op corona assisting, I mean prosper assisting the SAPS and other stakeholders. We moved into Op Vigela as well in terms of uh, uh, the supporting the JF requirements in Mozambique. In conclusion, Chair, although uh, Empower the PMG lacks the capacity and resources to deliver on its mandates to provide a policy, full complement military police capability to the DOT. This fact has been indicated on various forums in identi to identify the shortcomings in its organizational structure, mainly due to lack of rank-appropriate appointments, specialist investigators, crime prevention personnel, non-existent of administration support staff elements at level two, three, and four, as well as the need for additional 
line functionaries for deployment to rejoin operations. The success of, this in, of the intervention that we require upon the PMG being capacitated with necessary structure and resources and to be supported by active participation of all role players at all levels is a requirement. Through these efforts, every member of the DOT must be made to realize that consequences of losses, continuance, and willing to participate in anti-criminality processes uh, is required in order to achieve the desired end results. That is all that I have to present, Chair. And thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Admiral, uh, for this brief uh, and straight uh, to the point uh, presentation. Uh, much appreciated, colleagues. Uh, the matter is on the table. Uh, he was able to do it within the allocated time. Again, colleagues, I'm disadvantaged here. Uh, I cannot be able to see who uh, has raised uh, his hand. Uh, 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 so uh, let me just check. Um, so the chief of staff will indicate uh, when he wants to make an input. Uh, maybe let me check if he wants to make an input now or before not I take... At this moment, uh, not at this moment. Not at this moment, chief of staff. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, all right, colleagues. Um, again, let me please announce your name. Motapo. Motapo. Right. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. Right, so can I uh, take the names first? And uh, can I get number two? All right. Uh, who's number two? Colleagues, uh, is this the only person who uh, speak on this item? That's true, Chair. Uh, and Seiko uh, Mafanya. Or no, I'm saying that is true. That's the only person that is going to speak, sir. Oh, that's the only person that's going to speak on this item. All right. Indeed, thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, over to you, uh, Ms. Motapu. Thank you very much, Chairperson and colleagues and officials. Let me start by appreciating the presentation uh, by the presenter. I'm afraid to, to, to mention the name because I'm not uh, say the correct title, Chairperson. Uh, and I'm also a bit worried because uh, they are faced, the military police division is faced with a lot of challenges, Chairperson. And, and, and what, what I would like to comment on is the, as of now, because he, he made mention of lack of uh, expertise in complex cases to investigate. So as of now, presently, what, what mechanism is in place to ensure that they are attending to those very, very complex uh, cases in which they are lacking uh, uh, expertise? That's my only comment, Chairperson, and question. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I have two questions, uh, Admiral. Uh, one. Um, you said that you, the military police has the same powers um, and duties as uh, SAPS. 
Um, my question is, does IPT have any jurisdiction uh, over the military police? Two, um, the, provost, the provost marshal, I mean, the, sorry, the adjutant uh, general said that um, uh, the military uh, lawyers uh, all, are also expected uh, to do uh, normal duties. And uh, I quote him, in order to remain relevant, it means that as soldiers, right? And um, are the uh, military uh, police also expected uh, to do uh, military um, uh, uh, duties as well, in addition to being police. Uh, we're talking about you know uh, the other the the the, 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 the ordinary uh, duties. And uh, we note the the fact that you say um, there are issues of uh, capacity within um, the police force. And um, uh, in his presentation, um, the adjutant general uh, said most um, uh, what you call um, 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 most uh, uh, most wrongdoing uh, is picked up uh, by either the IG Inspector General, the SIU, uh, or the the AG uh, of South Africa's office, uh, Auditor General's office, uh, in their report uh, to the chief of course, to the chief of the South African Defense Force uh, and or the SECDEF. And then you say, then, then he says that, uh, but unless somebody has reported the matter, has registered the matter with the police, uh, the report uh, remains a report, and uh, you see, uh, and the matter would not reach the what you call the the prosecution stage because it ended. It was reported. The report was sent to the chief of staff. Sorry, the the chief of the Southern Defence Force and or the SECDEF, but was never progressed further, you know, to be reported if there are criminal, uh, uh, what you call, uh, uh, <clears throat> offenses arising out of it. Uh, it's never progressed further to the military police who must then look, investigate the matter further. And when they think that they are ready, they present it to the uh, uh, prosecutor, who, when the case is uh, uh, prosecution ready, uh, he presents it. Uh, he or she presents it uh, to 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 court. So, so you you are part of that chain. Uh, 
But now, when you report so much uh, challenges, you know, uh, what must we, how, how, okay, I mean, what level of satisfaction must we have that um, uh, the matters that are uh, reported as constituting, um, you know, uh, serious cases will ever see uh, prosecution or will ever see the, the, the light of day in court? You see, that's where the issue is uh, that I'm, I'm actually concerned about. That unless we capacitate this very important, um, you know, arm within the 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 unit, will end up with all the cases that are potentially uh, that should potentially end before court, not ending before uh, our court uh, before the courts because of the serious weaknesses within uh, your division. You may want to comment on that. Uh, over to you, sir. Thank, thank you, Chair, and thank you for the for the questions and the, the answer first to Honorable uh, Ntapo. When we, uh, we raised the issue of the lack of expertise in specialized uh, uh, crimes, and what mechanisms are applied to address this matter. Uh, I think I've, uh, we have reported in this that we've got joint ventures with our sister organizations, like the SAPS, where we see that the case is much above the, the uh, specialized components of the military police. First, we, we, uh, we arranged a, a, a meeting with them, and this is like an ongoing meetings that we have that we address all our challenges uh, on a monthly basis, uh, where they then offer their support. And most of these cases then are referred to uh, the, the hogs where we build teams for them to at least capacitate our members in terms of the experience and the knowledge on how this is done. But most of these cases then are referred to, to them for further investigations. Although I must say that due to their, uh, uh, a lot of work that they have, most of the times we have to go back to request that they give them uh, more priority. But in, 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 in that has been, I mean, on that matter is that as well, we sent our uh, specialized investigators to do now uh, your commercial crimes uh, uh, courses, where now at least some of them get to have this uh, uh, expertise due uh, to, to the training that they get there. So we are trying to, to address it, even if we don't have much of these uh, funds to do that. But uh, they are not making us pay for the specialized courses. And when they are doing our cases, uh, we, we are happy that they are at least addressing the matters that we have. And these cases end up in court, but some of them take long, uh, uh, ma'am. Uh, the first one from yourself, Chairperson, uh, thank you very much. Uh, as I said, in terms of Section 31, 2A, 
the military police has got the same powers as that of the SAPS. But as far as DOD property and personnel is, uh, is concerned, so we've got our own internal investigation that addresses cases that are against military police. So IP doesn't have any jurisdiction on, on the military police. Uh, I am sorry I missed the, the presentation comments by the Adjutant General, but when you asked uh, that can the military police do any other duties besides that of uh, police work, uh, as we said, we, we were in two camps. Uh, one is that we are soldiers where military uh, uh, has to deploy first we do escorts, which is not is, is a escort of convoys, which is an operation operational field where we do. And when we deploy in the borders, we do do military police tasking on our soldiers. If there's wrongdoing from our soldiers, we are policing them uh, on the borders and when they are deployed externally. So uh, the other duties that find them doing is where there's military police unit, they do their own protection and guarding. Uh, whilst they do that, and they do normal duties uh, of a soldier in protecting their, their bases and camps. But they don't do any other duties like guarding wherever uh, they require to to guard a normal uh, uh, SADF unit, they guard their own. And when we, we are at the, the operational side, they do VIP protection for dignitaries that visit those uh, military military uh, camps that are, are deploying. And these sets one, and I think you have elaborated on the when uh, wrongdoing is picked up by IG, SIU, and ADSA, and the cases are sent to, or the families are sent to them and the chief, and where it was said that these cases sometimes do not end up in the hands of the police and may not, for that matter, end up. Uh, in, in, uh, sorry, sorry uh, Ms. Motepo, can you mute? Uh, can you mute your mic? Thanks. Uh, over to my apologies, General. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Person. After the, the, the consideration by the Chief and the uh, Executive on the, on the findings, the recommendations of most of the cases is telling us what to do, either to... Uh, uh, for what these cases, due to their complexity, to the NPA, for them to then we look at these cases, we've got a relationship with them as well, so that then we can have teams or we can have cases referred to the Hawks. Some of these cases have done between the NPA, the Hawks, the SNDF, the adjutant generals. Uh, environment and the PMG. And uh, 
where we must then con uh, consider or uh, own the recommendations, disciplinary uh, actions to be taken, the chief will uh, then, or the SEDEF, uh, instructs a chief of service and divisions where the members are said to be to implement disciplinary action. So it doesn't lie, and uh, we don't have uh, this. And the chief and the SEDEF then will wait for uh, the chief of service and division to to to, uh, to apply those uh, uh, or implement the disciplinary uh, action, and they will report back to the chief. And this is uh, where we report. So a lot of these cases, unless there is once or two that uh, nothing has been done, but I do not have a, any uh, idea of what those are. But I will talk to the adjutant general if those are in this environment. Uh, and I think I've tried to cover uh, the, the, the concerns and questions that you raised. No, you have, you have. You've done it so well, uh, Admiral. Uh, let me thank you um, for your uh, presentation. Um, I, I don't know if there is any uh, winding up comment on, on your site before um, we move off to the next um, uh, item. Any concluding remark uh, from your from the SNDF team? Colleagues? All right. All right, it doesn't look like there's any concluding remark. No, thank you very much for... If, for, if I may, if I may, Chair, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Chief of Staff, uh, over to you, uh, sir. Uh, there's a question that I thought I, I, I think was your concern as to the other duties that are being done by the military police uh, as to say, um, do they do uh, real military duties? I just will give you one, one, one example. Uh, I think about two years, a very major battle in, in Syria was mainly fought with the Russian uh, uh, military police brigade because they must protect their own facilities. Reinforcement might come two or three days after. So they train like real military. That's why they've got paratroopers. They will some who may have been the special force as well, but they will remain military police under the PMG in terms of operations. They are soldiers first and police second. Okay. I just wanted to, to explain that. And they need to be equipped as such. Mm -hmm. That's why he spoke of mechanized, uh, non, uh, uh, unavailable protection. Thank you. No, thank, thank you very much, uh, General. I think you've uh, made the point uh, much clearer. Um, thank you very much for, for this addition. Colleagues, um, I think we now have uh, gotten the picture of the whole value chain um, uh, tonight. Uh, so we wish to thank the, 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 the chief of staff and, uh, and, and, and the admiral, um, and then say, I think we're safe now that we can move to, to the next item. So uh, chief and uh, of staff, as well as the admiral, um, you are free to exit the platform at any time when you wish so. 
we now move to the next item is the re uh, report on the on, on our budget uh, uh, vote uh, discussion thank you very much uh, chair thank you very much uh, uh, to the commissioner thank you chair thank you so much admiral all right colleagues uh, quickly let's do the the reporting um i brian um how uh, is the reporting is is structured and the presentation structured uh, chair i think uh, the first presentation will be done by dr van Rensberg, then the second one by peter on the two reports Okay, in that order, uh, Doc, over to you, sir. Uh, morning, Chair, and uh, all the members. Um, I just want to confirm whether you can see the screen on your side. Yes, I can see the screen, Doc. All right. Um, well, Chair, for, in the interest of time, uh, this, this uh, report was, there's a two parts to the report, uh, two reports. The first one is dealing with Defense and the two entities, um, Homescore and the Castle Control Board, and myself and Peter will take you through this, and then we'll go to the second report, which is just on the Department of Military Veterans. Uh, these reports were sent to members um, a few days ago when it was finalized. Uh, so in the interest of time, I will just go through the main headings and then focus on the observations and recommendations that stems from the committee's engagement with these uh, uh, items. So the report uh, is divided into three parts, part A dealing with the Department of Defense. And here we looked at the mandate of the Department of Defense uh, and the previous year's committee report and the recommendations that this uh, committee made as a backdrop uh, to, the, to this report. Uh, then we moved into this year, looking at the annual performance plan of the Department of Defense in terms of its mandate policies, um, in terms of its strategic focus areas, and it's uh, updated 22 situational analysis where it looks, for example, at your environmental, uh, external environmental analysis, also your internal environmental analysis. And these were mostly taken from the uh, annual performance plan of the department. Getting to the nuts and bolts of it, we're looking at the uh, Department of Defense performance. Um, you're looking at how the department's pl uh, performance plans relate to the broader government performance plans, such as the NDP, the MTSF, and uh, also it fits in with the State of the Nation address delivered by the President. There's also a summary of the ministerial uh, priorities and focus areas, the sectors uh, focus areas, and the chief of the SNDF's focus areas. Uh, coming to the year in question, uh, or before we go to the year in question, there was a brief overview of the previous financial year and the key issues uh, that came out of the previous financial year, and then we move on to the 2022-23 DOD budget analysis. And this analysis uh, relates to the annual performance plan and the budget of the department that was given to members previously and that members engage with during the, uh, the meeting with the department. So it follows, uh, provides a, a broad overview of the defense budget, what the key cost drivers are for the department, um, and then looking at previous recommendations that uh, National Treasury also made to this committee uh, in relation to the budget. It then goes into details of each of the eight programs of defense. Uh, program one is administration, and it looks at the budget and the performance uh, 
of that is planned for the year by the department. Similar for project two, forced employment, you look at the budget and the planned performance targets. But uh, program three, language defense, again, your budget and your performance areas. And most of these uh, programs only have one or two targets. Uh, program four, air defense, looking at your uh, budget and the changes in the programs, and then specifically at your um, performance uh, indicators as well. For, um, similarly for program five, maritime defense, budget, performance planning. Program six, military health support, again, your budget and your performance areas, similar for defense intelligence, uh, budget performance areas, and finally, program eight, which is general support, you're looking at your budget and your performance areas that are planned. So, uh, Chair and members, those are the, the overview of the of the key issues discussed. It's all taken from the, the official documentation of the department in their annual performance plan and from the National Treasury in their estimates of national expenditure. What we did then in the next paragraph, similar to previous years, is um, draft the observations by the committee. So these are relate to the broad and important aspects that members discussed on the 4th of May with the Department of Defense after they presented, um, after they made their presentation. I'll go through these. Firstly, members noted the need for the DOD to take to heart the matters raised by the Auditor General of South Africa, but express understanding that some AG findings are multi-year findings that take time to resolve. Second, members express concern around the fact that the DOD will have to do major reprioritization within the 2022-23 budget, given the need to address expected over-expenditure on compensation of employees and funding uh, reprioritization required for the SNF's unplanned deployments, such as Operation Chariot, in response to Guzilamatol flooding and in the Eastern Cape. Next, the committee reiterated its concerns around the lack of capital acquisition in the DOD and the long-term impact that this will have on the operational capacity of the SNDF. Fourth, members expressed the need for an urgent conclusion to the ongoing impasse around Project Hoof Aster, um, acquisition, of, which is the acquisition of the SI Army's infantry uh, uh, fighting vehicles, the Badger. Uh, next, members noted concern around uh, Project Tosano and its associated costs, especially in the context of the AG's findings in this regard. Uh, next, the committee also highlighted the potential income that can be generated from the DOD, uh, for the DOD from the sale of obsolete equipment and the need for the DOD to consider enhancing this process. Members expressed concern around the rising cost of advertising in the DOD amid fiscal constraints, given the significant growth in this line item as a percentage of DRD spending allocation in recent years. Next, uh, members also questioned the increase in the cost of operating leases as a percentage of the DOD allocation, and was specifically, specifically concerned around the need for uh, expenses related to new and unplanned leases. Next, members uh, noted concerns around the upgrading of DOD facilities as observed and experienced by members during oversight visits. The committee also noted uh, the observation by the DOD that it plans to reduce the number of procurement centers from the current 73 by consolidating some of the smaller centers. Members also noted the need for fully, fu uh, for fully functional defense enterprise management systems for, the defend for effective management of all procurement centers 
and the broader business continuity of the DOD. The committee further noted the need for the audit of, of the procurement centers to be sped up as this was, uh, this was concern that was also noted by the AG uh, in the status of records review. The second last one there is members expressed concern around the slow progress in relation to investigations of irregular fruitless and wasteful expenditure, with a very limited number of investigations being finalized. The view was that the DOD is therefore failing to take appropriate consequence management steps and efforts to recover funds uh, for the department. Lastly, members also noted the continued disputes around material irregularities and expressed the need for this to be finalized. But Chair and members, uh, these are the main points raised by yourselves as members during the day and based on these inputs that you provided, uh, we recommend the following uh, recommendations uh, on behalf of the committee based on the inputs that you as members made on the day. So uh, going through the list of, of proposed recommendations, um, firstly, the DOD and National Treasury should urgently engage around the funding requirements for unplanned SANDF deployments that were not budgeted for in the 2022-23 main allocation. And this would, for example, re relate to your project um, chariot, or operation chariot, uh, that was not provided for um, in, the, in the main budget for the year. This additional allocation should be clearly reflected in the mid-year adjusted budget. So it will, if, if they do allocate extra funds for this, it should be indicated in the mid-year budget and it will allow the committee to track this. Second, while the committee welcomes the various interventions to bring over-expenditure on COE under control over the medium term, it stresses the need for effective implementation. The DRD should, as part of its quarterly reports to Parliament, indicate progress in the implementation of COE interventions, adherence to the implementation schedule and the estimated savings. The committee further encourages both the DOD and National Treasury to work together to find means to speed up the process of stabilizing the COE expenditure in the department. Third, the lack of capital expenditure by the DOD remains a concern. While aware of broader fiscal constraints, meaning in the country, uh, the committee encourages renewed engagements between the DOD and National Treasury around the potential funding of key strategic capabilities that require urgent capital intervention for acquisition and maintenance. This refers specifically to cases where strategic capabilities may be lost as a result of non-funding or where a lack of short-term funding may result in significant investment requirements over the long term. The outcome of such engagement should be reflected by the DOD and National Treasury in the mid-year adjusted budget. Next, uh, during its recent oversight visit to the Nell and Omscore facilities, the committee expressed the urgent need for a final decision on Project Hoofaster. In line with the recommendations made by the head of the delegation during the oversight visit, the committee recommends engagement between Omscore, Denel, and the DOD on the future of the project. Omscore should report back to the committee in writing not later than 21 July 2022 on the outcome of such engagements and the way forward for Project Investor. The date there, Chairman Members, was the date that was agreed on uh, by the delegation during the oversight visit. Next, the committee undertakes to have further in-depth discussions with the DOD and the AG around Project Sanu and will make subsequent recommendations on the way forward. This is due to the fact that 
there are discussions scheduled for the committee around Project Sun. Next, the committee recommends that the DOD and Armscore jointly develop a plan to speed up uh, plans to generate revenue through the sale of obsolete equipment. The DOD and Armscore should report progress on this plan to the committee during deliberations on the adjusted budget for 2022, including how projected revenue will be spent. Next, the committee encourages the DOD to optimize its spending and identify areas for potential savings, especially as it relates to expenditure on one, advertising, and two, operating leases, specifically new and unplanned leases. The DOD should provide the committee with a detailed breakdown of all leases for 2022-23 uh, by 21 July 2022 for further monitoring. Chair um, and members, if we receive a list like this, it will allow the the committee to go a bit more into detail and see if there's a need for further engagement on this, uh, um, given that it was an issue that was highlighted during the uh, engagement on the budget. Um, next, the DOD should provide quarterly feedback on progress related to the consolidation of its 73 procurement centers. Second last, the DOD should provide quarterly feedback on efforts to acquire and implement a new integrated defense enterprise system um, given that this was identified as a priority by the department. And lastly, the committee urges the sector and the chief SNEF to urgently speed up the investigations of irregular, fruitless and wasteful expenditure and enhance consequent management in this regard. The committee also undertakes to have further engagements with the DOD on these investigations. So, Chair, the, those were the observations and recommendations that flowed from it for the Department of Defense. Um, I will hand over to Peter to take you through the next um, section dealing with the Castle Control Board before we get to Armscore at the end. Uh, good morning, uh, Chair uh, members. Um, the two, two entities will now be covered. The first one is the Castle Control Board. And as you can see there on page 24, it is just basically deduction. And then we discuss the COVID-19 pandemic and the chairperson forward, members would know that uh, the impact, the devastating impact that uh, the COVID had on, on, on tourism. Um, there on the next slide, we just, on the next page, it's just the annual performance plan. And then we covered the various parts. Part A was the main deck, B, the strategic focus. Um, then we move over there to the situational analysis. Um, and there on the next page, we're looking there at how we, we measured the performance. And then we started discussing the programs, uh, first program, one administration, and then the targets that they've set for themselves. Um, then program two, maintenance and conservation, the targets that they set for the year, the annual targets as well as the quarterly targets. And then we moved over to program three, maximizing the tourism potential. Program four, we increase the public access. And then next we move to the program resource consideration, just the kind of funding that it has been received, will be receiving for this uh, financial year. There is just the programs in terms of nominal and real uh, increases. And next day, there's the programs. Uh, we just look at the percentage of each program vis-a-vis -vis the total budget. 
And then we discussed uh, program one and just noted where the main uh, issues were with regards to their financing there, program two, uh, program three, and program four. And then next, we just looked at the enterprise risk management, um, where they listed the outcome that they wanted, the key risks, as well as the mitigating uh, effectors, mitigating strategies. But here, then, the important part is there at the bottom of that page, I think it's page 31, there we started uh, listing the observations of the committee. Firstly, we said there the committee inquired about the loss of personnel, especially since the advent of COVID, and wanted to be assured that these members live due to a better opportunity due to better opportunities rather than living due to cost-saving measures. This against the background that the CCB refers to insufficient human resources capacity as one of its risks. The committee was assured that only three members live. Two, due to relocation and a better working opportunity, and the other due to a discipline matter which still needs to be concluded. The next observation was that there were challenges with the appointment and the continued utilization of interns, and concern was expressed given the country's challenge with youth unemployment. The third observation was that while the committee supports the CGB in the execution of the mandate and especially preserve such a historical site, it connoted the continued reliance under DOD to assist it with funding and to remain a going concern. The next one related to the key risk and mitigating factors and there are attempts to mitigate it. However, the fact that the mitigating factors have not been updated was noted as a concern. There I'm just mentioning two of the examples. For instance, the first one related to the retention of historical surpluses and for the last two years, you know, those funds were not uh, uh, available anymore as it already been depleted. The next one, they refer to a newly appointed uh, executive director and a CFO, and they've been in the post for at, at least nine, nine years. Um, the next one, the committee noted the continued challenge of people putting up temporary structures on the pyramid of the castle and the attempts by the city of Cape Town, the Metro Police and the military police to assist with the rest of the situation. Members were informed of a delay uh, with the finalization of a fence installation by the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Based on those observations, Chair, we then made um, the following uh, five recommendations. First, the committee encouraged the Council to CCB to ensure that a human resources plan includes a viable retention strategy to facilitate the continued employment of the employees despite cost pressures to prevent employees from exiting due to internal matters. The second one, the CCB should pay specific attention to the appointment and utilization of interns due to the many benefits of such a system to assist to address youth unemployment in the country. Thirdly, it was recommended that the CCB should review its revenue optimization strategy in line with the current restricted financial environment to assist with increase its revenue and to remain a going soon, given that these circumstances are likely to persist in the immediate and short term. Fourthly, the committee recommends that the CCB updates its key risk and especially the mitigating strategies as a matter of urgency. And the fifth one is that the committee recommends that the CCB should conduct its engagement, its 
engagement with stakeholders to address the people who wreck temporary structures unexperimented within the confines of the law and with a necessary humane and compassionate approach. Thank you, Chair. That's for uh, the observations and recommendations for the Castle Control Board. Thank you, Peter. Chair, uh, I'll continue to the last section of this uh, report, which is the Armaments Corporation of South Africa, AMSCOR. Uh, again, we took a, a broad overview of this, looking at the mandate of AMSCOR, the main objectives of AMSCOR, and then added strategic focus areas, uh, which includes notes from the introductory statement, which was the, uh, the board chairperson and the minister's statements. Uh, also, we looked at the corporate plan for OMSCOR, which includes their environmental scan, looking at the external environment, internal environment that affects OMSCOR. And then again, how OMSCOR contributes to national government planning in terms of its contributions to the NDP uh, and the MTSF. Moving to the year under question now for the, uh, for the corporate report 2022-23, we looked at the uh, budget analysis, an overview of income and expenditure. Those are the main items uh, of, of uh, income and expenditure. We looked at how OMSCOR is funded. Uh, it's in terms of the transfer it receives and it, the sales it makes uh, and other forms of income. We also looked at additional financial information. Those are just the, the broad expenditures and financial planning for the group. And then a bit more in detail uh, in terms of their uh, economic classifications, the type of things that they are planning to spend money on uh, during the year. Uh, we also looked at the National Treasury's breakdown of how OMSCOR plans to uh, spend its funds for the year. And you indicated various programs and uh, the nominal and real increases for this. Another matter that's been uh, of priority for OMSCOR is the issue around sweating of assets. And we quickly looked at that and the concerns in those regard that comes from the corporate plan. Also looked at the corporate plan's personnel information for OMSCOR, um, including the dockyard and the uh, various institutions within OMSCOR. Lastly, uh, importantly, is the selected performance indicators for OMSCOR uh, and what they plan to achieve within the year against their set uh, targets. Similar to this is also the strategic outputs for, uh, for OMSCOR and the funding that's related to that. Based on the engagements that the members had with OMSCOR on the 4th of May, uh, the following observations were captured. Firstly, while acknowledging that OMSCOR is only the contracting agent, members expressed concern around OMSCOR's indication that no work will be done on the SA Navy frigates in 2022-23, specifically given the urgent need for midlife upgrades of these vessels. Second, members raised questions around the ability of service providers such as the NAL to take over maintenance work of the SAMDF equipment. Uh, such as those being done by Project Tusano, and expressed concern around the indication by OMSCOR that such a ship would not be possible. Members again expressed frustration on the, around the lack of final of a final decision on Project Tufaster and the impact this has not only on OMSCOR as the contracting contract managing agent, but also on the SANDF's long-term strategic planning. Members welcome the input by OMSCOR that it forms part of an ongoing discussion with the DOD around budgetary reprioritization. I think there was a big discussion about, about that positive development. Um, members also noted the renewed focus by OMSCOR to pay service providers within 30 days. Um, members expressed the need for OMSCOR to engage more urgently with the findings of the Auditor General 
and heed the findings contained in the management letters. And lastly, members encourage OMSCO to seek partnerships with the private sector, government departments, and state-owned enterprises to make its services, uh, to market its services, and expand cooperation. This can be of specific value given the reduced defense allocation and impact that this has on OMSCO's fiscal position. In this regard, members also noted the observation by OMSCO in its corporate plan that the sweating of assets, uh, the sweating of its own assets, uh, sourcing contracts from foreign governments and intellectual property exploitation are taking longer than expected. So based on these um, observations, Chair and, and members, the following recommendations can be considered. Firstly, OMSCOR should provide a committee with a long-term cost projection of the midlife upgrades of the SA Navy frigates and submarines. The information should include calculations on the expected cost escalations brought about by delays in performing the midlife upgrades. OMSCOR should submit these uh, to the committee by 21 July, as it will allow the committee to engage DOD and National Treasury on the matter. Uh, Chair, this, uh, this recommendation is based on ongoing and frequent reference by this committee to the issue around the midlife upgrades. Um, and by including this recommendation, it will allow the committee to obtain important cost information to see the long-term cost trends of this issue. Uh, and I think that will allow the committee to have more informed discussions with the DOD and National Treasury uh, on the long-term need for uh, midlife upgrades of these vessels. Um, secondly, during its recent oversight visit to the now and Omsco facilities, the committee expressed an urgent need for the final decision on Project Dufaster. In line with the recommendation made by the head of the delegation during the oversight visit, the committee recommends urgent engagements between OMSCOR, Denel, and the SNF on the future of, pro of the project. OMSCOR should re report back to the committee in writing, not later than 21 July. Uh, this chairperson, this uh, recommendation is a repeat that was made in the Department of Defense recommendations in the same report, um, but it's important to to highlight it to all the um, stakeholders. The third one there, OMSCOR should include a target around the payment of its service providers within 30 days in its annual report for 2022-23. This is because there is no currently no set target around this aspect in its annual performance plan. So the committee can request that they include it at the end of the year in their annual report. OMSCOR is encouraged to have regular engagement with Auditor General and address its audit findings of urgent, with the urgency it deserves. Lastly, OMSCOR should provide the committee with a written explanation by 21 June of the following. Reasons for the delays in the planned sweating of, uh, sweating of OMSCOR assets and plans to address this in the upcoming year. Reasons for the difficulty in sourcing contracts from foreign investors and plans to address this in the coming year and reasons for slow exploitation of intellectual property and plans to address this in the coming year. This all relates to uh, problems that OMSCOR had in the past uh, to, to boost its income, and it would be good for the committee to have this information so that it can be properly tracked uh, in, this, in the committee's oversight role over the next year. Uh, Chair members, that concludes this draft report. Um, I'll be guided by you, Chair, if we should uh, spend time on this report first and see if there's any changes or uh, additional input from members before we go to the DMV report? Uh, or would you like us to go through the DMV report as well first? 
would prefer that we, we deal with this and conclude the discussion on it uh, before we move to the next one. Uh, colleagues, let's, let's deal with this. Uh, you'll indicate whether you want to comment on the uh, DOD, CCP, or AMSCO um, uh, uh, part of the report. All right, Mr. Murray, I can see you want to say something. Yes, I, uh, I first of all want to compliment uh, both uh, Billy Allen and, and Peter again with outstanding reports. Um, and there's just, and, and I mean, the quality is just mind boggling. So, so we are indebted to them. There are two matters that I've identified. Um, the one matter is addressed in the Arms Corps report. Uh, that is about the midlife upgrades um, and the calculations. Uh, we know that that'll be a, probably a two, three-year spread to do those, uh, all those uh, uh, three frigates and the three submarines. But it's very, very important that we get that. So, so I was um, wondering whether that must come into the, the, the DOD report as well, uh, given that that is so important for us so that these two can just talk to each other in terms of, of that. That was my one point. And the other one is something that was mentioned a number of times, uh, and even this morning we have seen it in the presentations of, of uh, um, uh, you know, uh, on, on, on the legal side, and that is the cyber, um, the whole use, the, 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 the studies and the use and the cost of, of cyber technology, uh, satellite technology, UAVs, drones, etc., as a force multiplier. We know that that is probably a medium, medium term, um, you know, a forecast that we will do. But somewhere we must start with that information so that we know. And Armscore is probably the right one to do that study, and because we know that South African uh, in this, uh, um, defense industry. Um, companies do have that technology. They they do export that technology at the moment. And uh, if we see what's happening in the rest of the world, then we know that somehow we have to look at that. Whether we can fund that at this stage is a different story, but at least that we start with, with uh, preparatory works uh, so that they can report to us uh, in due course. So those are the only two matters. Uh, otherwise... Um, Excellent, excellent reports, in my opinion. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Murray. Uh, any other comment, uh, colleagues? Motapo. Motapo, over to you, ma'am. Oh. Okay, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Let me start by following my colleague by thanking Manko for this uh, report. Uh, Chairperson, with your guidance and that of the WIP, please, please uh, assist me. Where do we locate a special forces school uh, uh, in this regard? Pardon my ignorance, Chairperson. Thank you. Right. Uh, special forces school would be, there is a program. Uh, uh, I can't remember. The, the, not a sub, it's a sub-program, I think. Um, what, what, let's just go back to that sub-program. Do you recall uh, the, the sub-program three, uh, the allocation is about uh, a billion rand. Oh, it's down, it's 967 down 
from a billion rand. You wanted to say something on this, uh, Ms. Motabu? Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Am I audible, Chairperson? Yes, yes, you are. Yes, Chairperson. Uh, uh, once more, pardon my ignorance. Uh, Chairperson, I, I don't know because uh, that uh, report, we had an oversight visit to the Special Forces School. So, but but as a committee, I can't recall us dealing with that report. So, so how and when are we then supposed to raise uh, the observations which we were, 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 the observations made at uh, during our oversight visit. That's nice thing, your guidance in this regard. Because I get this is the budget for this uh, financial year. Correct. Thank you, Chair. Yes, I think she, she is right. Uh, I know that you, you have produced a report on the oversight visit. But he all she, I think I agree with her, that um, we can lift an aspect that relates to budget and then uh, put it in the, in this report. Um, it says that I don't know what exactly was said uh, on the on, on the issue, but I, I think um, it's 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 it makes sense that 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 we are dealing with this. Let's record the observation that you made when you were on 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 the ground, and then uh, the issue, and then uh, of budget um, uh, as part of recommendations. Yes, Chair, I think that was the main issue. Um, yeah, I, I'll include that observation and, and structure. And make the recommendations as well. Yes, um, and I think the more in-depth uh, aspects of that was captured in the uh, oversight visit report, uh, which we did distribute to members, but I think, uh, if I recall, Brian can correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't uh, adopted it as a committee yet. Oh, yes, you are right. But we can lift uh, a part of it uh, into this. But that speaks directly, in other words, in a summary form, that speaks directly to the issue of uh, uh, underfunding of the of, of that um, uh, operation. In other words, we must observe its uh, importance. I don't know how you capture it, uh, critical importance, I don't know, within, 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 within the, I don't know, you, you, you'll see how you, you, you look at it. All right, and, and, and the need for uh, additional funding. And uh, it's a pity that it's what we see is the reverse, uh, a reduction from the previous year's financial year, which is not a good sign. All right, is, does that cover you, Ms. Motapo? Oh, thank you, Chairperson. Yes, I'm covered. Thank, thank you, you, Chair. So All right. All right, uh, any other? All right. Okay. I think I'm happy with this. Let me thank you, uh, colleagues, uh, for for this. Uh, so look, you you you've done so well that um, we don't have to make any uh, major uh, uh, changes to 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 the report um, as you have presented it. You've catch up it. You've catch up the issue so well. All right. Let's pass and then move to the next uh, report. Are you happy with this, uh, both um, uh, Doc and Peter? Uh, Chair, from my side, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I will include those changes that was that were recommended now, um, and just double check the uh, the report for any additional small mistakes that might be or so forth. But 
um, from my side, uh, I will include those changes, then we're good to go. There are no additions to CCP. I think it's accepted as as uh, as, as, as presented. All right. So let's move to DMV. Thank you very much, uh, colleagues. Thank you, Chair. I'll hand over to Peter. Um... Uh, Peter, over to you. Uh, thank you, Chair. And once again, uh, thank you, uh, members. Um, Chair, there is the... Uh, is it clear, Chair? Uh, not yet. It's coming, though. Now, Chair? Uh, has started screening sharing, but is not on the screen as yet. Unless it, uh, the problem is on the side. Uh, can you see it, colleagues? Uh, can you see it, colleagues? Yeah. Well, hello? No, no, nothing. Nothing so far? Yes. Now, because on my side, it shows that it's sharing the... the... Let me just try, try again, Chair. Maybe remove and, and redo it. Yeah, now it's on the screen. Over to uh, you. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, as for the DOD uh, report, um, I'll just briefly go through what we've covered uh, previously in our presentation to the committee. First there in this report is just the introduction, what is the mandate of the committee, and then what process we followed. And then specifically uh, from the uh, APP, just a forward uh, by the minister and the deputy minister, the English issues that they have raised. Next, we looked at their mandate, the objectives and their contributions. And what are the main objective? We looked at uh, guidelines from the State of the Nation address, the NDP, and the medium-term strategic framework, as well as the executive authorities' priorities. Uh, the next issue, Chair, is just uh, the committee's uh, previous uh, budget report from financial year 2021-22, and then the recommendations that we've made there. The next section, Section 5, just deal with the annual performance plan, um, again, they mandate the strategic focus, the situational analysis, both internal and external. Um, and then we look how they actually measuring their performance. Uh, point six is just the DMV's uh, programs for the financial year 22-23. Um, then an overview of that, the budget summary. Um, and there we can see also the percentage um, increases and decreases um, in nominal and, 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 and real terms. And then we looked at the various programs. Program one, administration, just his purpose, um, and, and as well as his targets. The budgetary allocation, similar done with uh, pro, uh, program two, socioeconomic support, the purpose, the performance targets, the budgetary allocation. Um, same done with program three, empowerment and stakeholder management, per, purpose and performance targets, the budgetary allocation. And then we looked at the human resources, how that have changed. And then we looked at the key risk and mitigations. See, there from page, uh, what is page 11? There are the observations from the committee. Uh, first, Chair, is that um, one of the main concerns expressed by the committee is the excess by military veterans and independents to the benefits is outlined in Section 5 of the Military Veterans Act. As the department plans to decentralize some of its functions through provincial offices, the committee inquired about the functioning 
and especially capacitation of these officers. The DMV then responded that they have only two offers that are not found fully functional, but that they are in the process of capacitating and resourcing these officers. The second, uh, the second observation was that the committee was concerned about the vacancies, especially at senior management level, and in particular, the lengthy period it takes to fill this position. The department agreed with this assertion and admit that they have a high turnover turnaround of personnel, where people sometimes say just for a few months. They plan to host a team building session to try and address the situation and improve how the various employees relate to one another. Uh, observation three is that the AG expressed concern on how the department manages movable exhibits and the committee inquired about the progress to address the concerns and whether there are any challenges in this regard. They responded that there's an external a service provider is assisting them, and it also established an internal asset verification team. But the, the human resource capacity actually hampers them to speedily clear the, these, these queries. Next one, members expressed concern around the rollout of the pension, as we have previously indicated that it commenced in April 2022, as well as whether as this has been properly budgeted for and the quantum that can be expected. It was explained that the principal monthly amount of uh, 4,952 has been determined, and this will be linked to the annual adjustment as announced by the minister. Five deals with consequent mention, especially with regards to implicated officials. As it was noted, it's a crucial aspect of good governance, and in this regard, questions were raised around the continued suspension of especially the four senior officials. The response was that this is being addressed and that they are hopeful it will be concluded in the new feature. The next issue related to the lack of capacity in the internal audit and that the internal audit function is acting uh, is the acting CFO and expertly whether this issue is being addressed with the urgency it deserves. It was pointed out that this issue is being addressed um, and they, they, they agreed to the potential conflict of interest um, as a concern, but I say that this person will then not directly move back to the internal audit, but will go to another function, uh, so-called pull-off period about a year to address this concern. The committee found it problematic that the department reduces targets due to various reasons, but do not inform the committee what the consequences and the impact are on the beneficiaries, especially since it's clear that the beneficiaries are still in dire need of these benefits. Clarification was sought around the funding of especially school and higher education students, the different kinds of funding between public and private institutions, and how it is ensured that students referred by the DMV to NSFAS are effectively being taken care of. They indicated that while they are different, they indicated the different amounts paid to the different institution, but they acknowledged they were backlogged in the payment to NSFAS, but stressed that they are in the process of addressing it. Nine, members raised questions around the capacity of DMV to look after the needs of learners and children of military veterans with special needs. It was indicated that these learners and children are provided for and where applicable increased payments are facilitated through the accounting officer's approval. Then the committee noted the concerns raised by the accounting officer regarding the department's interaction with the department executive authority in relation to concurrence between the two parties. In the relation to the district development model, concern was expressed that the department is not very clear about its role and plans in this regard, and in particular, how to engage municipalities. 
uh, such plans need to manifest clearly in the relevant integrated development plans of municipalities. 12. Questions were raised around the applications of the means test, as this is a statutory requirement to deliver benefits to military veterans. The response was that military veteran organizations have objected to its implementation and it is currently not being implemented, but will be addressed in the amendment bill. The last one there, the concern was expressed about the role of the presidential task team on military veterans, as it appears as if the department tends to, on it to do it to their work and there are relevant challenges. It acknowledges that there are challenges or weaknesses in the institution of the task team, but the department felt that it does not mean that they are abdicating their responsibilities, as the task team only assists to address challenges, in particular related to the whole government approach and specifically in the intergovernmental relations environment. Okay. Then, based on those observations, um, the recommendations are, one, the committee recommended, as in the past, that the DMV should speed up the capacitation and resourcing of all provincial officers during this financial year, as it has been informed of such an attempts for the last five years. In addition, it should report on all leases at the next quarterly engagement with the committee. Members are aware of the challenges that we uh, uh, encountered with regards to the leases of buildings, especially the, the, the headquarters. Second, it is recommended that DMV interrogate the organizational culture during team building sessions to address some of the reasons why recently appointed personnel, in some cases, leave soon after the appointment. The department should indicate to the committee whether its human resources plan has a retention strategy and especially how well it's being implemented if it's in place at the next quarterly meeting. The committee recommends that the department prioritize the verification of its movable assets to address the audit query, as this will also allow them to ensure that all these assets are properly accounted for and not open to abuse. The next one, the determination of the monthly quantum for the pensions was welcome, and the committee encouraged the department to move speedily to roll out this benefit based on the dire situation of many military veterans. Number five, it is recommended that against the background of the already restricted human resources capacity and the continued number of vacancies, at especially senior management level, that the suspension of the four officials should be addressed as a matter of urgency. This because the department previously justified its poor performance and underspending and the lack of sufficient HR capacity. Quarterly feedback and the resolution, the resolution of the suspensions and the, the filling of vacancies should be provided. Number six, the committee again urged the department to address the challenges in the internal order division as soon as possible, given its crucial role in being an early warning system as well as assisting with good governance. Number seven, it was stressed that the department should endeavor to deliver benefits as humanely and efficiently as possible as the lack thereof may in some cases be a matter of life and death for certain of these beneficiaries who are due to their age in dire straits. Number eight, the committee recommended that the DMV should clear the backlog payments to NSFAS as soon as possible, as some of these date back as far as 2018, to ensure that students are accommodated and not being penalized due to system problems between the DMV and NSFAS. The department should provide the progress report in this regard at the next quarterly meeting with the committee. The 
The next one, the committee expressed its appreciation for the manner in which the GMV reported that they are assisting children of military veterans with special needs and encouraged them to continue ensuring that their needs are provided for. Number 10, the committee advised that the executive authority and the department should address the issue of concurrence and ensure that they are in agreement before they engage the committee. The next one, the department was advised to properly engage municipalities with regards to the district development model to ensure that the needs of military veterans are optimally catered and provided for at this level of government. Number 12, given that the main test has been put on hold, the committee advised that the department speed up the finalization of the amendment bill to ensure that benefits are more efficiently delivered to military veterans. The last one. While appreciating the work and progress made by the president targeting our military veterans, the committee encouraged the department to utilize this opportunity to its fullest to solicit the continued support of other departments, provincial and local governments, to ensure that benefits are delivered speedier and effectively. Thank you, Chair. All right, colleagues, uh, there we are. Uh, again, we thank you. Uh, Peter, for uh, the good work. Uh, any comment? Uh, Chairperson. Yeah. No, Chairperson, I'm not going to take much of your time. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a true representation, and I'm, I'm happy with um, the, the presentation. The only problem, uh, Chairperson, I have, you know, is the issue of that uh, pension thing. Um, um, you know, there were concerns that were raised as if I mean, whether this I was budgeted for, for this uh, current uh, financial year. And also the issue that that, that uh, policies still need to be adopted, uh, if I think, and they still need to be sort of a publication of that amendment. And now also the issue of the budget. Now I've uh, noticed that, I mean, uh, the deputy president now has gone out to say, uh, members of um, military, military veterans can now expect, I mean, uh, to get, I mean, the pension. I'm worried, Chairperson, that uh, what answers will be, but maybe there is, is a need that it is clarified. I'm fine with the presentation, but I'm concerned about the statement issued already that um, they must expect their um, uh, pensions. That expectation is going to make it difficult even for us, I mean, to explain why they are not getting their pension because they're Deputy President has promised. This is just, no, I don't have much, uh, Chairperson, I'm happy with the presentation. If that, I mean, can be looked at, I know we can't put it in here, but it must be addressed because these recommendations are good, but it is against uh, what, I mean, uh, the President has spoken, uh, Deputy President has spoken to the, I mean, um, yeah, no, that's that, that's all, Chairperson, thank you. Okay, yes, Shilembe, I, I agree, but can't we leave that to the Indian monitoring uh, of, of their budget? And uh, because it doesn't affect, like you are saying, it doesn't affect uh, what is already captured in the report. Yeah, yes, just yes, as, as a concern, and it's something that we need to pay uh, a particular attention to as we monitor the budget. Agreed? Okay, no, it's fine. No, thanks. Thank you, Mr. And um, any other? Okay, thank you once more, Honorable Chairperson. And let me commend uh, the presenter and management for committee for this uh, well-documented report. Uh, according to me, most of the 
issues we raised as a committee have been captured, especially the high vacancy rate, lack of capacity in internal units. So, so, so from my side, uh, I want to commend everyone who participated in this report. And I think if when we move for 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 adoption, I'll be the first to raise my hand, Chairperson. Thank you. <laughs> I'll second you. <laughs> right. Uh, any other? All right. It doesn't look like doesn't look like we have any other uh, comment. Um, right. Colleagues, now can we then uh, do the right thing? I, I present the first report. Uh, um, uh, what what vote is that? Vote twenty three. Budget vote twenty three report. Yeah, and uh, any mover and the seconder. Uh, Mr. Mr. Mare moves. Uh, seconded by Motapo. Ms. Mons Motapo, Ms. Motapo, and then thank you very much. And then um, uh, the DMV, I think, is vote 24. Me, 26. 26, yes. Motapo, I vote uh, 24, Ms. Motapo, and the seconded by, moved by Ms. Motapo, seconded by. Seconded by. I don't get the name. Seconded, sir. Seconded by uh, Honorable Mutle. Right. I think that concludes the discussion on, on the two reports. And Brian, you know uh, uh, what to do after this. So we leave it uh, in, your, in, your, in, in, in your good hands. Can we then... Uh, I think we have only one item, Brian, left, but I'm looking at the time. That was the minutes. That's correct, sir. It's one set, Brian. It's only one set, yes, sir. Would you die in the trenches if we uh, postpone them to the next meeting? No, it's fine, sir. It's only one. Okay. And, um, okay, I think we've done very well, uh, colleagues. Um, I think uh, can we then on that note uh, uh, we can now close the meeting and thank all of you for your participation and uh, this afternoon and uh, it remains for me to adjourn the meeting is there any objection? No objection? No, no objection. No objection. No thank you. Uh, so the meeting is adjourned. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much.